Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing of the NRL tour. And we are one quarter of the way through the season already. That's gone fast. It has gone ridiculously fast. It's been hard to keep a track of. Uh, and there's a massive log jam on the table. So I'm quite liking what we're seeing. There's a few teams lagging that jagged a, a jagged win in the Roosters. You've got the Warriors. You've got a couple and starting to fall back in old habits. But overall... We know that the Warriors period is going to equal out during Origin. So yeah. it's going to be that back end of the season. But it is very nice to see that massive log jam that we do have going on. Uh, not a bad round of football, but jumping straight into things, Boxhead. Fast five, best, worst, high, low. Any questions coming out of round six? Who was your best? Uh, I thought the defensive performance of Dylan Harper on Friday night, I thought it was the probably the best defensive performance or aggressive and hard-hitting defensive performance I've seen since Adrian Morley. Mm. And I was a massive Roosters fan during that period, obviously, with Freddie playing there. And um, Adrian Morley used to just scare the pants off blokes. And Dylan Napa went pretty close to that, or if not surpassed it on Friday night. He uh, he held no prisoners, did he? Uh, He's hit on Chris Gresmore. He knocked him out like cold and it was clean. Yeah. There was nothing illegal about anything mm-hmm. he did. Nothing. Uh, it was sensational. Great to watch. Mine was the same. And, sorry, can I just yeah. add to that that... You don't need the shoulder charge. That's proof we don't need the shoulder charge. You don't. You just need... We don't need it. Intent. You need intent. That's what I was going to say. That smash-up, the Napa smash-up, is my best of the round. And it's just simply old school. It's like a guy you played with at park, or it's that kid at park football coming through. That's the kind of performance it was. It was a bloke that you just didn't run at. You didn't want him to run the football. You didn't want to go near it. And he took it upon himself just to completely and utterly change the face of that game. And the thing I loved even more, you see some of these guys... You know, crap talk to some of these bigger names when they're in Like, he's obviously built enough of a rep. He's been talked about in Australian and Queensland circles. Mm. But he didn't get it through niggle and disrespect in the wrong way. Like, he took it upon himself just to whack Sam Burgess. Like, forget about the fact that Sam Burgess, he went after him. Yeah. He pummeled all their forwards individually and repeatedly. And the just the intent was outstanding. It wasn't this boring clinical stuff, which it does work. But it was it's the first time in a while I've seen a bloke just put it on his back and say, I'm going to single-handedly just hunt a team down. Mm. He, on his own, poured all the attitude and effort in where I thought the Roosters jumped on the back of, and it was awesome to see. It was sensational. My other more notable mention was the uh, the two winless sides getting off the mark. So the Roosters, I think, Napa led the charge, and then I thought the Knights were they were tough, mate. They mate, were good. Nathan Brown's doing something right there because they don't have the best roster. But I tell you what, they're having a dig. Yeah. And I think the crowd appreciated it, and they've said I that. I can't believe the crowd they got there. That was well, great. They've talked the last few years when they don't put the effort in. Newcastle, they're not a dumb football town. They know rugby league. 
they, you know, it's a big part of their culture. But I think they're looking at it exactly like a lot of people no, are talking if, about. If there's any anyone there in Newcastle that went along to the game, congratulations! It was yeah. it made for a good game. The atmosphere transferred through the TV. I thought, and it felt um, like it Newcastle of old. They were really behind their team, but yeah. I think they're just appreciating the effort because they're certainly having to dig. Get behind your team, Newcastle, because yeah. that's. Watching games it. at Newcastle yeah. when they're going good, there's nothing better. No, and they need it the next couple of years during this rebuild. But and the they've got there. they've got sensational juniors coming through. I know that's it's easy to say that, yeah. but uh, there are there is a bright future there, providing that they, you know, get tidy a few things up and keep on keep a hold of the. But uh, there is there's there. even a general young core that we've seen. I thought the Sims brothers were really good. Both the Safidis again, they're only 19. People have to give them time. Mornings. I'm, ridiculously I'm stunned. Young. I am stunned and so happy that Dane Gagai is playing fullback again. How good do you play on Sunday? A lot of people wouldn't know. He was the Ferrari in my age group at the Brisbane Broncos. He was the junior Kangaroos fullback. Everyone's like, he's a centre winger. Done. No, he'd come through the grades as a fullback and he's back playing what he's supposed to be playing. Well, they so. usually, you know... You, when you get into grade, you just got to find a spot. Your philosophy, especially when you get a team like Newcastle who don't have a lot of points in them, you've got to put your best player at fullback. 100%. You need, you need uh, his hands on the ball. He needs the footy. Possible. So, yeah, good stuff by them. Worst, who was your worst? Uh, I thought the no, well, a little bit selfish. The Titans game on Sunday, the no knock on call on the Maloney for the first try of the game. I thought it changed changed the game. Had a massive impact on that game. Uh, I thought he clearly dragged the ball forward. I thought it was a clear knock on. Uh, the referees on field just let it flow because they basically knew Barber was going to score. Um, I was almost begging for the Titans to let him score because I thought it was a certainty to be, to be overturned. I still can't believe the bunker didn't overturn it. Uh, their their ruling was that it, there wasn't sufficient evidence. I get that, but it's probably another argument for a parallel line. If there's a parallel line you can put across the field, you can see clearly whether the ball's gone forward or not. Yeah. Um, so I know we mentioned that with the Mitchell Orbison offside penalty yeah. a few weeks back, but that was my one. And then just the, the indecision and uh, I don't know nothing that we haven't already spoken about. I'm not going to beat on the drum and yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to. But go. that just I thought it, it was a difference between us attacking their line with a fresh set. And, we're, and after that, we're down 8-0, two tries to Cronulla. So yeah. not, not that, uh, you know, the, the referees allowed the second try. I just thought it changed the flow of the game. And the Titans are only beaten by five points. So it was just frustrating for me as a, as a fan. Yeah. It's the first time it's probably impacted me as a fan. Yeah, so far this year. Yeah. Uh, my worst, I couldn't split Souths and the Dragons. The Dragons just have absolutely nothing going for them at the moment. The only highlight of that game for them was Josh Dugan just busting his backside, but yeah. there's only so much one man can do. And I've got to give a rap again to DePellin. I've said the last few weeks, he's busting his backside, but again, um, in attack, they're not offering anything. He's busting his ass in defence, but they need a complete you know, restructure. And I watched their New South Wales Cup side on the weekend, the Cutters, uh, and they, they actually were a bit more expansive, to be honest. And yeah. they brought Jason Demetrio from North Queensland to bring that attacking culture. And from watching the cutter side play, and they were a little bit undermanned, to be honest, as well. And then watching the first grade side play, I don't think he's been given any control of the attack from what I saw from the cutters. Yeah. So if that was the point of bringing him there, I don't know if Mary McGregor's struggling to release the reins there and he's trying to keep a hold of everything. But if that's the case, don't bring him down. Yeah. So from what I saw there, they've made a couple of changes from that cut performance this weekend. Khalifa Fi-Fi Law finds his way back into first grade. Saliva Harvili, uh, I don't think anything's going to really help the first grade side until they actually change the structure. Change as many players as you want, the structure's still the same. Yeah. So, yeah, they were the end. Souths just look absolutely rattled. I know Adam Reynolds makes a big difference, but much like the Dragons, I think they need to adjust to these new rules because they haven't. Yeah. They look like they're out of energy. They're running one out. They're running the same cookie-cutter crap, and it's not working. Um, they need to join with the times. Even Melbourne last night, bunch of offloads. 
some line breaks, trying to try something different. A lot of teams are having to adjust to this new quick play of the ball, lower interchange set up and finding points because generally now it's coming off ad-lib play, playing direct and fast play the balls from fatigue. Yep. So they need to join everybody else else because at the moment it's not working for them. Uh, who was your highlight? Oh, the highlight was, for me, it was the Cowboys-Panthers game. Yeah, mine um, was the same. I, I was at a wedding on Saturday night. I didn't see the game. I was watching it on my phone, actually. It was brilliant. Um, and I enjoyed it watching it on my phone. I made sure the next day I sat down and watched all. Yeah, I, watched I watched the, the two game. Sunday games, and then I watched the three Saturday night games all on Sunday. Uh, and I saved the Panthers Cowboys game till last, and I, I found myself not wanting to fast forward through any of it. I was rewinding really some of it. If, if anything, I thought it was a great standard. Panthers were great. Yeah, uh, they've, they pushed were very tough, they've pushed very everyone. They've pushed everyone. Tough. Played. I mean, they're. I think their defence is very good. They're playing for each other. Their attack needs a little bit of work, uh, but that'll obviously come once they, they can get some solid combinations. There's Moylan's second game back. Obviously, they've got Seguiara to come back. Uh, so there's a few you know, aspects there which I think will help their attack, but the Cowboys were sensational. They just they know how to win close games, don't they? And, that, and they know how to come from behind. Mate, I, I said last week, there's not many games that I attend, especially at Penrith, because I'm not a Panther fan, I'm a Storm man. Generally, that's the only time I'll go. I went to that game. That's well, a, the big MG got you into the box. He did get me in the box. I was going regardless. But yeah, yeah, but it's always nice to watch oh, from the 100%. box. 100%. But I was one of the only ones in the box watching it, trust me. A lot of people were up there just enjoying all the oh, beverages. But don't worry, they were bringing them to me, so I was happy to accept well, them. watching. Yeah, exactly. But there's just some teams you just have to go watch. If you're, you're, up with, if, you're up with Roosie? Was he, that with the captain's, captain's club? Yeah, there was a lot of people flying. There's a lot of I've never I've never had the uh, fortune of going up there, but I've heard it's it's quite a night up there. It was a good time, but throwing it out there, and I said it last week. There's some teams you just have to watch. You have to go watch. They are impeccable. Yeah, just absolutely sublime. These are words that are just ridiculous. I can't even think of anymore because I'm not an intelligent man. But let me tell you, if your team's playing the Cowboys or they're nearby, go watch them. Yeah, um, it's not very often you get to see. Class players, but especially guys that are taking their game to a new level, like Coot, Morgan, etc. This year, Ethan Lowe, but a team that's been able to maintain almost the same team for a second year in a row. The slickness of their attack when something works out is absolutely incredible. Um, anytime, basically, they got a chance to shift the ball or when they put a set play on, especially the one to win that game, or Coot left and right when he hit Lynette, and then the other one he got O'Neill, or sorry, not Lynette. Uh, who was it? I've just had an absolute brain fade and forgot who the other centre on the other side of the field Justin was. Justin O'Neill. Yeah, it was O'Neill, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side, they got it to felt, but, uh, yeah, I just... It was a great game. Just so a really, really, really good game. Pace was frantic. Yeah. Absolutely frantic. Jason yeah. Tamalolo, just, yeah. If you get a chance, go watch the Cowboys play in real life. Panthers, big ups to them. That first try was awesome. Yeah. Sets of hands between Cartwright, Tamari Martin, and... Yeah, uh, it was... Good they made try. it look hard, but... I jinxed it, it was just well. When we were there, I'm like, here well, I said, here we go. They've made 90 metres. Here comes a repeat set. Next minute, he's running 90 metres the other way. I was yeah. just standing there on my own going, all right, good call, Lewis. Tops. Good call. If was, lucky no one was around. They were all inside. You were talking to yourself. Yeah. Lucky they said you can't take glass out in the balcony because I was bored on throwing my bottle. I Cowboys won to 12. Tough. We'll I might have been like the Bulldogs. get you a Bulldogs jersey. Yeah. I'll give him out the Bulldogs bloke. Well, it wasn't yeah. a wild turkey, though. I was wasting precious nerves. So. Yeah, well. It's good I didn't throw it. Preciouses. What was your low light? Uh, Thursday night's game. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. I, th- I haven't thought, look, I'm a massive Brisbane fan and uh, I think they're going to go a long way this year and a huge Wayne Bennett fan, obviously, and got a respect for a lot of their players, but even they were horrendous on Thursday night. They just rolled through the completions. They didn't try anything. And I know uh, I know the Dragons showed some defensive resolve as well, but Brisbane definitely didn't push the boundary. Mm. They didn't push the boundary at all. Um, and now one after the game, it confused me. Remember, because like, they scored off kicks. I'm like, that's because he's kept jamming in. That was a tactic, buddy. 
Yeah, but they scored. Yeah, they scored and they got repeat sets. He was talking like it was a flop. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be uh, criticising anyone's attack. Nah, but he's like, oh yeah, got the kicks, you know. I was like, yeah, well, they got repeat sets and they scored off one because you were jamming in. So I know you complained about yeah, it. Yeah, well, it didn't happen once. You're a goose. Happened a couple of times, but no, nah, they didn't pull any extra punches, even though they completed, like I said, ridiculously well. And, um, you know, but this is the thing. Like, I mean, the Eels under Steve Kearney had the highest completion rate in the comp ran last. Yeah, so exactly. it means nothing unless no. you're doing something with the need ball. Need to do something with the football. Yeah. Uh, and the other things, probably like you said, Mom, was a, a bit of the bunker again. I don't know if it's going to great there, but there's still some indecision, some grey areas, and a couple of calls that I was a bit fifty-fifty on. So yeah. hopefully, um, as the season progresses, it gets better. And the speed obviously maintains because I thought it was slow for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, what questions have you got? What's wrong with South? Well, basically what I said to you, I have got the same question, but do Souths need to rethink their attack? Because I think they need to come into... They're similar to St. George, they're similar to the Bulldogs. They go they're still wonder... playing that same block-block shape. But that power game only lasts... Or the forward, mm. you know, block out the back of a forward runner. We saw it against me into that. That power game works for a little bit, yeah. and then you get into that fatigue period, and they're still trying to do the same thing. They want to work your one out through the middle. They're not trying to do anything expansive. And any time they run any sort of shape, it's literally just a block block. I also think uh, their forwards... Their bench kills them too. Their They're... forwards are... I don't too much has changed with their forwards. I just think that their forwards are having to work a lot harder because they don't have a real gun dummy half. If I'm Michael McGuire, I'd start Damien Cook. Look, I like McInnes, but... I think McInnes has been pretty I good. think they need someone... Put Similar to Isaac Luke, that as soon as there's a quick play the ball, he can jump out, and I think it'll get their offense rolling but forward honestly, and their forwards going forward a little bit. I don't, I don't think they have the forward pack for it anyway. I've said at the start of the year, this is why I left them out of my eight. Depth-wise and looking through their pack, I reckon they gave way too much up um, I, I agree. to get Sam back. I agree. Him and his brothers, yeah, that's all well and good, but even those big boys, if you roll one of them off a one-out play the ball and slow them down, you kill a whole set. Yeah, but that's my issue. You don't, if one of the Burgesses then bangs one in and then you've got Luke out the back of it, I just think, I'm looking at the the tools they've got or the players they've got and I just think that that'd be the best way that I'd try anyway. I still I think like McKinnis done his job though. You don't grab four tries if you're not sharp at a dummy half. He's taken opportunities early in the game yeah. from the quick play the balls. I think it's more the structure. I just looked at what Cook did for Canterbury last year and I think yeah. he was outstanding. I, I, but they've got a continuation of that. I think when the bench comes on for South and then Cook goes on, he's on with a weaker well, pack they need to and start he's not that. getting the quick play yeah, the balls. Yeah, they need to start. Change so if you want to flip it in that sense, I can understand. But their bench kills them. Their bench comes on, they just drop off yeah. completely. Tom Burgess so. is... That was was a second game back. Yeah, from the ankles, but like you ordinary. know, Nathan Brown's tough and Carter's tough and two of these guys, but it's just not the same as the other year. It's nowhere near no. the same. And again, we're talking. It's moved away from that structure. Cookie cutter, uh, cookie cutter, bash it in one out, slow it down. It's getting faster. All right, one word answers after six rounds. Who's been the best team? Cowboys. Worst team? Oh, I was going to say the Roosters. I'm probably going to say the Tigers to be honest. Yeah, and the your biggest surprise. Titans, not in the sense of the effort they've put in, but the fact that they've, you know, they've literally been competitive in every game by the Melbourne one. I don't even think that was a true reflection of that game. I'd, for me, I'd say the best team uh, would be the Broncos. Worst Dragons. I think the Cowboys. Surprise for me. Oh, what am I doing? Yeah, Dragons. What am I about? I just had a nine frame because you said that. Surprise? I don't really know. Like, the, the Raiders haven't surprised me. The Eels haven't surprised me. Yeah, but I, I'm not being negative to yours in the way I'm surprised. I mean, just the quality of the football. I thought they'd be tough again like last year, and they'd be a good side. Who are we talking about? The Titans. 
It's not a surprise. I'd probably, I'd probably have to go with you. But it's more the wins and competitive every game. I thought they'd be competitive during the year, but there'd be a couple of games where they just switched off. All those young halves weren't as good. My surprise is you probably know? the Roosters. I'm surprised they've struggled so much. I think that's big on the senior players, and they turned that around this week. Yeah. Uh, my question, this is a long shot, but I know that Brad Arthur and Kieran Fawn have obviously got those, you know, uh, bits inserted, those clauses inserted in their contract. If this hits the wall, do you walk? No. If you're Arthur and you're Foran, do you walk? No. Oh, if one walks, I think they'll that's both That's what I mean. Both, that's why I'm kind of putting it together. Arthur's not going to walk. Where's he going to go? If this, you know, I think someone would pick him up, but if this implies... Yeah, but he's done all this work. I know like, it'd, be, it'd obviously kill this season, mm. but you've got to like what you're saying. It'd probably put a bit of a fire under the belly for next year. I don't, know, I don't know. You know what a lot's laying on right now? What Mao's retirement? If they have any chance to keep Norman and Pete's, I think they're going to have to upgrade. I heard, he, I heard he might be playing this Thursday. Nah. If they're, if they're smart, they need I can't find that hard to believe. They put an insurance claim in, obviously, to see if they could get through on this new system where they get their whole contract and it's off the cap for the rest of the time because he's you know forced to retire from yeah. injury. If they get that, we know he's on close to upwards of 800000 yeah. Norman basically went there at about five. They're talking they need seven or eight minimum to keep him. Yeah. So upgrading him's fine. Pete's would have went there at about three, 350. He's been injured, but he's been good for him, so he needs an upgrade too. Right now, I think their future, in a big way, and also hearing that Junior Paulo's walking straight to Canberra if they found out of the cap this year and someone has to leave. Um, I think there's a lot hinging right now, regardless of what happens with their salary cap, on Watmau's future as far as keeping those two key players in their sort. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot there. Last one. Should Laurie Daly just keep his mouth shut? Yes. Good. Bob McCarthy, I, I, I nailed know, it. we spoke about it off air, but... Nailed it in one. He, uh, I thought of you as soon as he said it because of the conversation we've had. Because I get angry every week because... Oh, we both do. We're sick of it. Throwing names up. Shut up. Just let them play. And, and you're not any good. Like, the side's crap. We've won nothing. Just no. shut up. But this redemption... And, I mean, that would just I'm getting fired up. Most just... of these blokes have played six oh, or seven Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've played in big games. Caesar and Austin haven't played in big games. Well, how are they, they going to play in big games if you don't allow them to? Yeah, well, how are we going to move forward, though? You're a clown. Where are the, Absolute what, like clown. I said, I say every week, what kills me, they're talking like, redeem themselves, or this is the way we stick, pick you and stick. You got pumped by 50. Yeah. You should never, ever pull the jersey on again. But it was all, disgraceful. All these blokes are older. No, nah, we, we, we flew up there. We watched that game live... We were eight hours deep. We we were we really so, really thought that we we could win that chance. game, yeah. and we got murdered. But let me ask you this question: What did Queensland do when we started towering them up? And Webb, Key, Talos, and these blokes won't get the job done. They picked their next generation. They blooded about six guys at once: Thurston, Smith, Slade, all these guys. And they said, "Guess what? For the next two years, we're going to deal with." And you know what? And what? No happened? offense to Kev Walters, but I, I watch him, and yeah, I'm getting a bad vibe. I just. I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether... It's very pub, pub-like. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't want to... I don't know. I, I think it's a massive, massive chance for us, even if we don't win the series, to really get close, blood blood some young fellas, and then I think... Because in the next two years, you're going to see the end of Smith, Thurston, Cronk. Well, I, you know the difference, I think Cronk's borderline not getting picked. Inglis is playing like a bustard. They've got the I think it's over. a massive chance. I, I get all that. Yeah. But I think it's a massive chance for us this year or next year because all those guys are going to be there for probably for the next two years. Yeah, but I think we need to start. Because none of them have we said... We start doing what they're doing. Makes I agree, right now. Basically, yeah. most of our forward pack... I think we can pinch these next two series just so by what? picking a young side. I think the forward pack, we could basically flip this. Because I, 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 you've nailed it. Because I totally... I think their second generation... The generation behind is better than their current generation. <laughs> and so... I think they're... if Queensland picked their second side... We need to get in now. They'd go close to beating their first side. We need to get in now. 
like blow watching. I'd blogs. like to actually write it down and just have a look at it. And I, I'd, I'd almost. I had a look at it the other day when I wrote down Milford Queensland. You can put Milford and Hunt together if you want. Morgan to fullback if you were sure. Well, with there you go. Milford and, and Hunt and vice versa. You can flip those two if you're really McCulloch or Friend against McCulloch, Smith, Friend, Cronk, Greenville. They can double up. Sydney are at best form. At the moment, I'd take, I'd take Ethan the Lowe others. belongs to them. Josh the young Parley's fellas. younger than me. That's their starting back row. Aiden Guerra, Dylan Napa. And I had, a, I had a brain fart on the weekend. Chris Grevesmill. Talmolo is New Zealand. Papali yeah. is Queensland. Yeah. Because they both... They look very similar, and but I know. If you went in there tomorrow and said, "All right," I was just praying to God that Tamalolo. If you literally said tomorrow, them. both our Jim Gillette's only a year or two older than me, so Gillette's got a while left. But if you said right now, I take both your back rows out. They've got Lowell and Partly, two of the best back rows in the comp. Yeah. You say you need a front row. Maguire was out last year. You forget about him and Napa. They can switch both of them. They can pick about four or five hookers. They can rotate their spine. Got you can play Milford Morgan, or Morgan Milford, if you wanted to. They got Hunt. They got McCulloch. And then friends. Centre's one of the only spots you kind of look at, but they can find a way around that anyway because they play Oates on the wing or they can play him in the centre. Oh, Oates. There's ways around everything. Leave me alone. Then you look at our situation. I think we've got some good young forwards. We're struggling in the halves. But I think we've got an opportunity right now with the forward pack to make a switch. Mm. And we're probably not going to do it. And it hurts. Oh, Damn. it's going to make me angry. Damn you, Laurie. Damn you. But your questions. Ian Stanmore. If Adam Reynolds has a strong game on Friday, can we just lock in his New South Wales jersey? Well, no. we should, but no. Laurie Daly. Uh, no, Ian, because Laurie Daly... He's picking Trent Hawkinson. Oh, my Lord. Regardless of how he's playing. And he wasn't too bad on the weekend, but still. Oh, my Lord. He's guaranteeing things, and he shouldn't be. He should be encouraging all our players. I will formally apologise to Laurie Daly. If we win. If we win the series. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, same. All right, Joshua McDowell, question, who have been the best four clubs this year? Well, I think you got Broncos. Well, you got the two grand finalists. Broncos, Cowboys. Yep. I think Eels probably coming to there. Yep, and I agree with that. a couple of teams you could probably throw into the mix. Storm? Nah. Until last night, no. You're off them now. I'd like to make... You Sharks? Look, you look at all the other teams on four. It's Sharks. Sharks haven't played well. Yeah, but I still think they're learning, so they're probably the other one I've got there. I'd almost throw Penrith in there. Yeah, you probably could. Close to. If there's anyone whose results don't reflect their position on the ladder right now, it's Penrith. So they're probably one of the other ones. Yeah, I think there's probably there's probably four or five you could throw a blanket over in that regard. But yeah, there's a couple of the teams. Top three, I, think, uh, I think the Eels, yeah, they've been yeah, outstanding. They've been right there, uh, considering the circumstances. And then obviously, yeah, you're top two. But yeah, you could rotate Storm, Sharks, a couple of there for that fourth spot. Uh, Jordan Redrill, would you play Jack DeBellin in Origin, have an amazing start to the year in 432 minutes of footy? No, he's only missed two tackles. Not nah. until he gets a haircut. He's a tackling machine, like I said, and I give him a rap every week, but he's one-dimensional in attack, so I couldn't take a bloke in that's just there for tackling. That's no. basically what we do already. Mind you, if it was him or Frizzell at the moment, I don't know who, which one I'd take. I thought Frizzell had a better game the other night. He did? Yeah, it's still not enough. Made 18 metres a week before. Yeah, good effort. Ben Kirkham, looking at the ladder and who the Panthers have played today, it wins over the Broncos, first, Eels third, as well as close losses to the Cowboys second, Bulldogs fifth, and Raiders seventh. Are they underrated, Smokey? Yep. For the season, considering they are likely to improve as the season goes on with Seggy, Farrow and Moylan still shaking off the rust. Yep. Well, like we just said, if anyone's position on the ladder does not reflect the level of their football, it is the Panthers. Agreed. Uh, yeah, they are a smoky, mate. Yeah. Time. Paul Agiros, I'm sorry just about every time I think I pronounce your name differently. I apologise. Uh, I can't see the word. can't see the word question. It kills my life. He doesn't have a question. All right, no worries. Thanks, Paul. Good times. <laughs> Chris Kelly. You know why he doesn't have a question? Because he doesn't want you to pronounce his name on the podcast. Yeah, well, there you go. Because you prob- keep getting it wrong. He's probably he's got, got you on, a picture of you on his dartboard. Yeah, he's got me. He's hit me. Hit me good. Sorry, Paul. Uh, Chris Cohen. Will the Tigers win a game without Aaron Woods? 
Well, I haven't looked at who they're playing. They got the Storm. Yeah, I think they will this week. I don't think they'll go six weeks without winning a game. Depends what their draw is. Um, yeah, but I tell you what, you want to talk about depth? I don't have a whole lot of that. I, so. I think they'll move Sue up. Sue. Bring Lovett. Lovett will start. Yeah, well, again, their cup team this year, I've called three times. They've been disgraceful. So there's not much pushing their way through. Let's put it that way. It's pretty sad. Hard, hard to know. But, mate, Chris, I think they'll only win one. Actually, there's one bloke I should give a rap to. He didn't get much minutes on the weekend. But Dallas Graham was their 20s player of the year. Had all of last year off with a broken collarbone. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a first grader, but he's been a bit up and down. His yeah. first couple of games I watched, he looked like a first grader, but he's been flat the last two that I've seen. Uh, Justin White question. Looking forward to City vs Country being a definitive trial for the Origin with a lot of choice for halves. Who would you put in your spine for both teams? Who said it was going to be a definitive it's trial? Definitely not a trial, Justin, because like we said, Laurie Daly's sitting here every week on 360 telling us about the blokes he's got picked in his side. So. See, I, don't, I also don't like, like... I like City Country in the, the heritage and the history of it, but I don't like City Country for the fact that he can't just pick his best... Yeah, two left wingers, best two right... But, you shouldn't need a trial. They play every weekend. He's watching them every weekend. Yeah. You don't need a trial. No. Nah. And if you were picking, say, like City off the top right head, you'd have to. Well, who do you pick? Tedesco and Mullen. You have to put both of them in there. Tedesco and Mullen. pick the. But he'll pick. He'll put Dugan. And you want to pick the halves? Oh, they would pick a couple of blokes like that. They wouldn't have to play, surely. And he's country anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that. I'm side. saying if you're literally picking trialists, the fullbacks, Tedesco and Moylan, you can't squeeze both in the city side. So that's an issue. Yeah. Uh, six, six and seven's a problem again because you got Caesar and Austin are both City Boys, Sage Reynolds, so you can't fit all them in one yeah. side. Move and on. Move hooker on, yeah. is Pete's country. Mitch Rain gets a crack, but he's not playing Origin. The halves, I can't even think about country halves off the top mid right now. That probably yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, a yeah, rounds, there's a lot of it's almost a non-logistical factors that yeah. allow, don't allow him to pick his best sides anyway. Sorry to be negative pandas, negative pandas, Justin, but yeah, he's basically throwing up most of the side will be retained. Unfortunate for us New South Wales mm. fans, so. Uh, unless, like we said, they we beat walk us. out of there after game one after a loss. I'm, I may kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Brendan Loftus, who do you select as Australia and New Zealand 17s? Cheers, lads. We'll, we'll post them up closer to the date. Yeah, closer uh, to the date. But if, if you want to talk at the moment, give us a few bolters. Tedesco, I'd pick Tedesco. I'd one. pick Oates instead of Radrara. Like I've said before, yeah. I think it's wrong that we're not encouraging our own players to want to play for our country. Yet we'll pick up some random just to play a couple of games who may fizzle out in a year or two. Yeah, and it's weakening the. I think Maguire, international footy. I think Maguire and Fafita are both pushing to get back in. Maguire in particularly. I'd pick either. I'd pick Maguire. We have to now. Why? Even if you weren't. Well, who's our front row? So you got Tarmo and Scott. Scott Woods is gone. I'd play Tom Lola as a... Oh, no, he's in he's New Zealand. the Kiwis, bro. Come on. <laughs> I have brain fart again. I'll get him and Papali mixed up. Papali's back row. Uh, I'd pick... I'd go very close to picking Aiden Tolman. No. He won't get a run in origin, let alone in uh, the Australian setup. that's for sure. I think Fafita and Maguire are pushing... Well, I'll pick... Cle- what are they going to do, pick Clemmer? Well, he's the other one that's there, but I think those two guys are jostling, if not for one of the bench spots. Napa? Napa's another guy pushing, if you want to talk about make someone who could probably make a dent on the Kiwis. I think the Kiwis is pretty straightforward. They'll basically pick the same side they ran with um, last year on their tour, other, other than the fact they didn't have their halves there. Their I halves. just want Andrew Fafita to play a good six weeks of consistent football. That's all I want. I think he's been really, really good, but the main thing you're worried about is those brain snaps, because every time he seems to do this at club football, uh, he got into reps last year when we thought he wanted him back, and the first thing he did in Origin was give away a penalty yeah. and let him straight out of their half. So I think he's been dynamic, and he's getting the votes in the Man of Match Awards too but yeah you're just always worried about the brain snap that's what you're worried about 
And there's a consistent pattern here that we said when he plays with his brother in particular, mm. they just feed off each other. Since his brother hasn't been there, I don't think he's been giving away penalties. He's just playing football. So yeah, uh, maybe they need a buddy system. They can't be on the field at the same time, or David unfortunately can't <laughs> play with Andrew because straight away they're like, "Don't touch me, brother!" Yeah, and they just start firing up with each other. Uh, Jack Neymar Marquand should Greg Inglis be fullback or center for the Anzac test center I'd pick Tedesco yeah back. I, I agree He's, we should be picking the form team yeah and Will Chambers would be probably my other center yeah Gagor maybe on the hip and swing yeah they're talking about giving Dugan another run on the wing mm. I'm not so sure about that defensively we've tried that before but I don't know Logistically, you should, you should pick your best team. But, yeah, I think Tedesco definitely should be playing fullback. And if you're going to pick on form, again, no biases here for anyone that thinks so. I wouldn't pick Cronk. I'd have Morgan with Thurston. I'll pick Cronk. Morgan be with Thurston for me. I'd just pick the Cowboys halves. Pick Ash Taylor in front of Cronk. I'm just saying, seriously, I'd pick the Cowboys halves. I'd no, pick... like, we're talking about form, but... Yeah, I'd honestly put Morgan with Thurston. And, you know, the other one we're not talking about, I wouldn't, I wouldn't he probably know. won't get... He won't Milford. Get, you know who won't... He won't get considered. Who? Uh, and even in the Blues conversations, we talk City Country and that again. Lachlan Coop. I don't think physically Origin's the right arena for him. what, at fullback? Yeah, but just for all these raps we're giving people on form, I think he's been easily, well, probably if not the best fullback week to week. Him and Tedesco. He's the third best. Right there. But uh, they're not going to give him the raps. Tedesco and Coop's got to be the next. I one. think he's been better than I know He's Moyles. been better than Moylan. I know he's only had two games back, but I still think overall he's the package... He's got the runs on the board the last 18 months. Yeah. Definitely. I'm not going to argue One that. Comp, And no he's way. their link man both sides of the field, Mate. so... He was a massive. He's a massive reason why they sit where they. But do. I'm just saying he's not thrown in these conversations. No, he deserves some appraisal, okay. even if you're not going to pick him. But he's a, he's a probably only a standalone fullback. You probably can't play him on the wing. That's no. Nah, but I'm just saying yeah. he deserves some credit for what, what he's saying. been doing. Yeah. He deserves some plaudits because he's yeah. been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Lachlan Bickley does losing Aaron Woods seriously hurt the Tigers? Well, yeah, in the fact of depth, like I just said, mate. Unfortunately, definitely. You listen to the calls on the weekend, uh, you know, they got with the 81st minute. Like I said, Dallas Graham looks a good thing, but he's he's a baby. He's literally second year out of 20s. He's come off an injury. He played one or two good games, but he's not playing big minutes, and then he struggled the last few weeks. So coming into first grade, he's not going to yeah, make Sue, a dent. Sue will push up. Yeah. Woods plays massive minutes for you, and, yeah, someone's going to have to pick up the brunt. So it looks like Sue and then an extra back row on the bench. Joe Strasburg, if Kronk and JT were unavailable for Origin... Who would be your Queensland half considering Milf and Hunt are on 12-month bands? Morgan. Yeah, well, Morgan slots straight in there. And as far as your halfback's concerned, what are you going to do then? Well, they'd probably pick Cherry Evans if he was healthy, wouldn't they? That's yeah, their other option. Cherry Evans. Even though his form probably hasn't warranted it health-wise, but they'd still pick him. That's the next probably best halfback option they've got off the top of my head. And who was it? If Cronk and JT. Yeah, yeah so you've got Cronk and JT, you can't pick Milf and Hunt. So don't well, I'll, tell what, I'll tell you what will happen. They'll pick the band players. Yeah, they probably would if they got that desperate. But if you were going to pick who wasn't oh, yeah. there, they'd still pick Cherry Evans. Of course they will. They'd pick Cherry Evans. Uh, Ricky McFarlane. Good times. Old coach. Come on, mate. He's got in here for a plug for the referees. Best. Gavin Badger's decision in the Knights v. Tigers game. RE's second ball on the field from the crowd. Very well handled and correct. Well, if he thinks it's correct, I'm not going to argue with him. I ain't going to argue either because I've got no because idea. Because and touching mate. Ricky's a man. Current NRL touch judge. You're a good egg, Ricky, but come on. Give Love us, you, Rick. Yes, another question. Love you, Rick. We want more, que- and more questions. Under six is third division, most points ever scored. Good times. Uh, Danos Daniel, question punishment for Parramatta if breached. Uh, if they breach the cap, what should it be? I don't know. I don't know the whole facts. Well, I'm only throwing it out this way, and a guy at work asked me today. If they've breached it in this year's and they're playing a cheating side like Melbourne, I'm the same as what I said Zero the other points. week about Tapio's situation. 
if that's the precedent that you've set, that's what you have to carry on with. So if we weren't allowed to do pay reductions, because this is the problem, the Bulldogs, they got in trouble, they lost their points. They, they all took pay cut. They all took a pay cut, basically won a comp next year, and then moved on and got paid anyway. Mm. Melbourne didn't. Melbourne got it shut down. It was a middle finger to the NRL, yeah. basically. And then Melbourne got the opposite effect. They said, we can't do this again. They got shut down. No one took pay cuts. The contracts... Do you want me to go on a rant? No, I'm just saying the contracts... Gordon Tallis... On Matty oh, Johns last night. Well, oh, the players don't know. Just Gordon, ban, just ban everyone. Gordon, if your if your contract says four hundred thousand and you're getting paid four hundred and fifty thousand, uh, that's cheating the salary cap. You know about it. Irrespective of what anyone else is on, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Or if your manager or whoever's telling you we're going to put fifty or something. Wow, you do know. I just saw that is the stupidest argument you've ever heard. My in your issue, life. he's like, don't punish the fans, don't punish the team. Well, tell that to Melbourne or the Bulldogs. That no, year. ridiculous. Yeah, tell that to you when you had to watch your team play for no points. Or well, think about the premiership. So struck from the record. I mean, basically, it's, it's just like being a Titans fan for a year. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was just saying, are you serious? What about 0709? I don't get them back. You can't just go, oh, sorry, Parr. If you struggled for four years, we'll pay it on the back because you, you haven't done you know it. What it is. You know what it is. The Bulldogs were going well. Uh, Melbourne had a... They were in a period of success. Melbourne were in a period of success. Yeah. Parramatta are just peaking. Yeah, that's why. They don't want to shoot them like, oh, we don't want to shoot them That's why I was asking about the foreign... His whole argument was, oh, they, all they've won is wooden spoons. Yeah, but that's... Hang on a minute. So that's not our fault. Ban that's people, not anyone's fault. Ban people off the field, sanction these people. Well, that didn't happen in Melbourne either. Brian Wardron got off scot-free overseas, and Peter yeah. O'Sullivan moved on to the Roosters. So, and he's still working, so... Yeah. If you want to get these people, feel free. But you can't just say, oh, yeah, you guys just cheat for the rest of you. That's fine. Yeah. Or let, like, one person go, and all, all's well that ends well. Because you've beat the Cowboys in a couple of these teams. If you've cheated, you've cheated. It's mm. as simple as that. Melbourne cheated. There's no way to hide it. They lost their premierships, lost the minor premierships, and that strip plays out. Yeah. And it's the same. Pre- if that's the precinct you've set, that's the precinct you followed. If they're cheating this year, if it's in the past, I think they should be hammered with fines. And if there's any players there or any managers or anything connected to it, they should be banned. But if it's this season and they're I, over I, the I cap... I just want all the facts first. Yeah, but simple. If they're over the cap like Melbourne were currently... Mm and they've been winning games like we did that year when we poleaxed the Dragons, who were supposed to be the favourites for the comp, we got canned for the year. So depending on the extent, they either got to, I reckon, go back straight back to zero and start again, or they should get the same effect. Even still, theoretically, they could still make the grand final. They could they still could. make the finals within an That's why, I mean, team. I don't know what the extent of it is, and we don't know. But if it's this year, there's got to be something. Either that, or they need to, the NRL need to work out Basically, pick their team each week based on salary. But I don't know. You can't do that, can no. you? Based on salary, yeah. No. I don't know. They'd have to shed a player. But then again, well, the talk that I've that's said, not fair on the player. I've already said earlier that Junior Paulo signed to go to Canberra, and there's talk that if it is found that someone has to move, he's keen to go right. And now. look, I think it's uh, Gordon Tallis in this case is right to an extent in that the players would have been told that these TPAs were legal. Yeah, and they're not. So there's a difference. Like the Melbourne players knew. There was two two sets of contracts. So don't tell me that the players didn't know. Mm. The players also knew that there were both... And that's not all of them. The same as Canterbury. Canterbury was the same. So, yeah. But I think a lot of clubs are doing it. Yeah. Mike Painter, should there be a time limit that trainers can be on the field, some appear under the pitch for half the match? Mike, uh, every team... Everyone's trainer. trainer <laughs> is on the field the while field. they have the ball. There's nothing and you, you're exactly right, mate. It's a blot on the game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It tells me that the players are unintelligent. Uh, and they don't know what they're doing, or they need someone out there to hold their hand. It's yeah. ridiculous. They're constantly out there. Mike, yeah. And, but, again, it's just got to be something that's brought in. Yeah, match consistent. officials, someone have to get rid of them, or the blokes on the sideline have to tell they them. They follow. They basically just stand behind the pocket yeah. referee. They just walk. 
outside love watching Alfie last year with Ben Hunt well, they were in that little period of building up Alfie was basically running the play behind him yeah. Good but you're right you're right Mike spot on yeah Jaden, Evo, Morel, do the Warriors get a fair go of the refs since they come into the comp? They have hardly ever won a penalty count. Oh, well, cool. I don't really up, think mate. you can throw that in for like the whole time they've been in the competition. I've are, we saying that, are we saying that that's the reason why they're struggling? No, nah, they can't be. They're struggling what, because they're playing dumb football. They've got a horrible defensive a attitude. dumb team. They've got a horrible defensive attitude. That's my big thing. And I saw it again the other way. And just like, I think even Simon Mannering, one of their more intelligent players. Ryan Hoffman just, ran in the other day, blew his gasket over nothing. Hand on the ball all the time. And yeah. Mannering just wonders why he gets penalised. I'm like, bro, they've basically told you the last two years you can't do that. But it's happening so every time every he just goes, week. hand on. Every week. Defensive effort, just really poor by them, Jaden. That's the biggest thing I say most weeks, and it kills mm. you. Because with the ball, they can do whatever they want. But that's the problem. They're only looking forward to getting the football back, not when they don't have it. If they up their intensity on the defensive side of things, they'd be a really scary prospect. Yeah. Uh, James Douglas, if the Eels lose four more points, do you think they can rally and make the eight? Yes. Well, what would that leave them on? They've got four wins, so you lose four, you're on four. You basically still just need to win eight games. Well, they're two and four at the moment then, basically. Twelve wins gets you in. So say if you take two wins off them, they need to win ten and eight. Yeah. And what have we got left? Eighteen games. Yeah, ten and eight. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's still a high possibility. Definitely. Depends on the extent of the cheating. I think if they lost eight, they could still make the finals. Yeah, the extent of the cheating is the big thing, like we said before. Because who from from the Eels is going to play Origin? Jennings? Probably the only one that I can really float in my head. Well, there's your other Queensland half, Corey Norman. Norman, we forgot one. I knew we were sitting here, I'm looking at you, I'm going, we've missed one here. You could definitely play Norman. Both Scott? Both Scott going to play Origin? I wouldn't pick him. That's just me. me I, I think we've got enough back rows, but he will. So probably. So they're losing two. They're probably the two. And I, I think if... They Pete, can win without them. If Pete's was healthy and had form, I'd pick him at nine because, again, that's another position we need to move on with, but we're not going to. Yeah. So they've got two probably maximum they're going to play origin. Uh, Dan Rennie, mouth guards. I've noticed in recent years lots of players don't wear them. Why is this when the risk of damage to their teeth is so easy in the league? Well, I just think, you know, that's one of those things, each their own. I think mouth guard's the only thing I ever used to wear for that reason because your teeth are not exactly so. Well, put it this way. Every club supplies every player, yep. contractor player with well, a mouth you guard. you know, you've said, isn't it, there's no play or whatever at Penrith, isn't it, if you don't have your mouth guard? That's for the juniors. Yeah. Uh, first grade, I think if... Well, actually, no, tell a lie. Penrith's rule is we supply you with one, you have to take it on the field. If you shove it up your socks, so be it, yep. but you're not covered. Yeah. Well, you are covered... But you're not you're not going to be covered if you weren't wearing it. I think. Oh, but then again, I don't know how they get around that. Yeah, well, good luck, police. But, th- but therefore, no one can come back. No parent can come back and say we well, uh, didn't spy my son with a mouth guard. Yeah, well, yeah, it. we did. He chose not to wear it. Same as the first graders. Yeah. Hefty bills, obviously, they're, they're all privately insured. It's the uh, only thing, wise. honestly, ridiculous. You'd be a fool not to wear one. It's the only thing I wore. It's the only thing I had. Headgear, all the rest of the crap. Same. Honestly, it didn't work. Mouth guard does that. And especially, I had a mate who played basketball, different sport, obviously. Yeah. Fractured his jaw, smashed his teeth on the rim. The dentist basically said it saved his teeth because it kept him held in place until he got there. They gassed him and fixed him up. Yeah. So it's a very, very good thing in that sense of hopefully holding in place if you do bust some teeth. So God, we've got some questions this week. It's yeah, good. we've absolutely had it. I don't even know how to pronounce that. The Gavotinator. Okay. It's a pretty yeah. fancy one there. Good stuff, buddy. Doesn't have a question. Good bands. Thanks for that, champ. Randy okay. Festus. Question. Is it time the Warriors found a new coach? Warriors interchange management is awful and players look disinterested. Yeah. Well, we've gone over this one a hundred times. I they're not going there. They're sticking Take Cleary out there, but they're, they're picking and sticking, so nothing's changing. Their defensive attitude what's got to change. Uh, is Cody Walker the worst half in the league? No. Adam Stevenson. No, nah, definitely not. No. 
That's pretty ruthless. Eh? Jeez. <laughs> His forward pack's kind of letting him down. I think he was probably their best player against Manly in the second half after they were pretty very poor without a lot of football. But Worst uh, half yeah. in the league, Josh McCrone. Worst half. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> Michael Johnson, who won the Dogs and New Zealand Warriors trade? I think neither. They both just swapped a back yeah. row. Basically, he's not playing great. Yeah. I think, personally, I think the Dogs won it. Because I like Fytolomar and I'm better than Lane. And I the think Lane's going to be great for the Warriors. He's he played well. Played well. That's why I just don't think either of them lost. I have a big rap on Fytolomar. I want to join my beside him when they're looking for back rows last mm. year. They went the veteran route, but I reckon he's a pick. He definitely suits the Bulldogs' style of play. Style yeah. of play, if they wanted to pick him. Busted style yeah. of play. And then Sean Lane, I reckon that he should have been picked out of the T-Rex to start of the year, but obviously something's gone awry and he wasn't happy, so they've done the odd swapper route. Mm. Um, yeah, the Bulldogs did the double there as well. They picked up Lamar Lelavave on the quiet from the Tigers. So good to see they're just giving away Australian schoolboys left, right, and centre again. Exactly. Good one, Tigers. Uh, Dave, who's the under 20s players we need to watch that'll be quality in the NRL? Well, I haven't played it. Well, Lachlan Croker, I think. Lachlan Croker star. busted his uh, shoulder up, so he didn't really get to see him. Tyrone May will yeah, be. He's outstanding. An uh, awesome first grader. I think uh, Oliver Clark, Penrith, will play yeah. first grade. Um, Tyrone May is probably the big one for me, though. I watched him again in that 20s game of the weekend. Oh, he's. he's yeah. Gideon Mosby Geller for the Cowboys, still floating around down there. Cohen Hess for the Cowboys. He played a game last year. He's a monster. He's ready to play first grade right now. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm not tooting his horn because he plays for Melbourne. I watched Scott Drinkwater play in a very, very yeah, he young goes, side. He goes well. He's a good footballer. Yeah. So I didn't know much about him, but after watching him in a side that's, you know, honestly not that flash, yeah. he's a pretty good player. I think young Cartwright with some more physical development, he's not quite at Bryce's level, but I think he's definitely someone you'd probably see around the traps playing first grade. Yeah. We could go on and on all day, to be honest. There's a couple of the Roosters, Connor Watson, uh, Nat Butcher. There's, there's plenty that are floating around, yeah. whether they bust through. In the next year or so, I doubt it. Most of them, I think, need some time in cup football. Um, and what else has he got? Should the district have a grading system that takes into account tackles made? E.g., should Fenton get less penalty? That, oh, I don't understand. That's quite that. a view. Oh, I'm looking at that one. Should the district have a grading system that takes into account tackles made? So you're saying if you stuff... If you make more tackles, you're more fatigued, so yeah. you're more chance of not... Making an error or knocking a bloke out. Well, no. no. Depends it's on your, just based on the offence. Basically on your intent. If you make 60 tackles but try to decapitate someone with a you know clothesline from hell WWE style, you can't just say you made 60 tackles so you get to behead somebody. That's like saying that I, if I put up with imbeciles all day, I get off... Uh, you know, if I murder, punch one of them. Murder yeah. someone. <laughs> Get off manslaughter. Yeah. Uh, fifth and last. With another outstanding performance by Coot and his class show on the weekend, how do you think the Cows would suffer if he left? Well, greatly, because I think he's been the, he's the final lynch. button. Getting him back and getting Morgan to play at six, because you saw him have a good year, but Morgan comes to the grades my age, always a gun six. Great ball runner, developed yeah. his ball playing. They've got all points of the field covered now. And Granville. Him and Granville were the big difference last year, but in particular Coot right now, he just takes so much pressure off the halves, and he can play both sides of the field. And he's got a left foot kicking game. Yeah. His kicking game's outstanding. No brainer, son. So, and goal kicks. He hasn't been goal kicking, but he can. That's it. Good questions this week. We've just got absolutely pummeled, but we really appreciate it. Thank you for your questions. Jumping into the reviews of the games from the weekend. Not much time needed for this one. Broncos, 26-0. Over the Dragons, clinical again, but nothing special. They had high completions. I think they rolled through the middle. They didn't throw a whole lot at them. Um, they got repeat sets. Yeah, they scored off a scrappy kick, and Oates got that early one off that Milford pass, which was a cracker. But honestly, they didn't have to try to. At 12 0, I thought it was game over because you just didn't see where the points were coming from from the Dragons. Someone put on Twitter, I don't know whether it was uh, posted to ours or to Facebook, 
it was like an over under Dragons points, and it was I think it was ten and a half. I said, oh, mate, I'll under. give you I'll give you six and a half. <laughs> under. And there were a few Dragons fans that blew up, but I honestly meant it, and I was proven to be correct. Well, you know it's even worse. The fact that you can't attack's bad, but then the amount of errors they made. Yeah. Every time they come out of yard, it's just simple one out drops was just awful and. Any opportunities they did get, I have to give you an Aitkener up. Well, he, played he was great. And he I was great. Josh Dugan was great. But he had two moments of unfortunate madness where poor pass to Batalia. Um, you know, he probably should have hit him on the chest, but he's still only young. But he tried his backside off. Yeah, um, I can I can excuse the errors. Yeah. Because you know he's busting his ass. He busted his backside. Like I said, DeBellin defensively busted his backside, and I thought Dugan was exceptional. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, on the Broncos side, then they didn't really have to break a sweat. But the halves got the job done. Hunt coming to things later on. With a couple of assists, Milford set one up, scored one again, uh, and I thought Maguire and Parker busted their backswords. Yeah. So, but yeah, they didn't really pull any serious punches. They just completed high, put pressure on, and they got points just from simply, you know, completing it close to 90%. Yeah. And they play Newcastle this week is at home, which is definitely a tough trip for Newcastle, but they've shown, much like your mob, the Gold Coast, for as much... Uh, crap as people have put on, they're putting in for the fight right now. Yeah. So hopefully they put up a fight against the Broncos. The Dragons, they play all of the Titans. So hopefully another Titans win. Yeah. Hope so. You just can score points at least. Sunday, uh, Saturday, Arvo, 2 3 o'clock. 160 minutes, 62 0. Let's see if they can finish off the third leg of their Queensland <laughs> oh, tour. I think, look, I think, uh, I dare say the Dragons will score some points against I'll the Titans. I'll throw it out there. They'll score over 10 this week, but I still don't think they'll win. Yeah, 12, and half, 12 and a half this week. I think that might be bang on for the Dragons. Money, 12 yeah. points. Mm. Yeah, good times. I'd still take the unders. <laughs> Friday, the Roosters over South Sydney, 17-10. Uh, I just thought it was the Dylan Arpasha. He seriously put his team on his back, lifted the intensity, and just thought that anyone wearing red and green should get hit by a truck. That's basically the way he treated everyone. It was, yeah, he was a difference in the game. It was simple intent to kill. Um, simple as that. I thought South were disgusting. Yeah, but we so bad. They were awful. They were outgunned. They were flat. And like I said, this just schoolboy errors and no enthusiasm, flat, no energy. Shape. It was, Terrible. Yeah, not good signs. On the flip side, we've been waiting, and like we said, you need these older guys to set an example for these young blokes. And the Roosters guys haven't been used to that. This week, they finally embraced the fact that if they wanted Latrell, they wanted Nicarima, they want Hastings to get behind them. They need to set the example. They did yeah. set the example this week. I thought friend who's been great every week, bust his backside, but he was brilliant again. Gary made a couple of errors, but he finally pulled his act together. Napa led by a complete and utter example, but I thought Mitchell had his best game, and I really thought Jackson Hastings had a pretty quality performance, particularly his second-half kicking game. I thought his fifth tackle options have been horrible early on. A lot of seven-tackle sets being given away, but second half, you go watch that, there was some absolute crackers, and a couple of them led to tries. He had a very good game. And the field goal was at the appropriate time, which we didn't see in that camera game we talked about. Yeah. Like a first grader should. Set it up, took it, went back, finished the game off. All-round solid performance by yep. them. Agreed, mate. Souths. Um, I just think, they've, like I said, they've given up too much for Sam. Terrible. They've given up too much for Sam. I love the bloke, but I think they're, they're a bit light well, on. He's their best, he's their best player. Exactly. But best forward. It's all on him, though. It's all or nothing. And they just need to rethink their attack. They need to join every. Like I said, Melbourne tried to change things, and they're trying to change them right now. South need to start trying to adapt as well. Yeah, because they're falling behind. Them and the Dragons are going to be struggling to score points if they stick to the way they play their football. And it doesn't get any easier. They play the Cowboys. <laughs> oh yeah, there's one for you. Sorry, Madge. I think you're going to be getting the baseball bat and having another one of these famous blowups this week. Cowboys look red hot in the weekend, even though Panthers threw the sink at them. So um, the Roosters they play the Panthers. That's usually always a good game. East versus West. Good yeah. times. Look forward to watching that one. Saturday, 
Again, doesn't need much talk. This one, Parramatta Eels, 36-6 over the Canberra Raiders. Eels were just too good. Oh, um, they were brilliant. You never felt the Raiders were in that. Five-day turnarounds, everyone's throwing it up there. I think Manly proved that, yeah, maybe you're a little bit flat, but they made the effort the week before and almost beat South. And a few other teams have come off the five-day turnaround and put in a good effort. The Raiders were just outclassed. Um, Parramatta ran all over them. And the big problem I said coming into the season, edge defence, that right edge for them, Parramatta's left, terrible. There's some of the decisions, if you go back and watch the video, schoolboy. Yeah. Absolute schoolboy. They had, had to do nothing twice to get Jennings through space. Austin in particular, I know he's probably not 100% yet, but twice there, he didn't even move or make a read. He, well, didn't, he, he didn't want to make a hard tackle on his inside shoulder. That's no, what it looked like. Didn't want to bar of it. And, uh, yeah, they just completely split at one point there. There was like a 10-metre gap to run through. So, But it's like when you're talking about a defensive system, that's yeah, complete. fundamental. Breakdown. Week one, week two, pre-season stuff, you yeah. know. Didn't oh, pre-season at, at 16's level, 18's level, yeah. regardless of first grade. Uh, mate, their bench has been brilliant. I thought their bench was brilliant again. The Parramatta? Pack, yeah. yeah. Parramatta's bench impact is outstanding. That's a big Four thing. Four enormous. Oh, him and Forum. Forum. You can tell he's getting healthy. Stop it. Same Michael Gordon is just the dirtiest, grubbiest, Same. spade, clean-up man Love in it. the comp. Love it. And Great Pete's, boy. And Pete's back too. Great boy. Canberra, on the other hand, I think going to feel the pinch a bit here because Soliola was good. I didn't know what I was going to go to Lima, but I thought his first few weeks were good. But Hodgson's got an ankle niggle, a knee niggle, and a thumb problem, and Big Vaughnie had an ankle problem. So they could potentially have three out of their four front row rotation injured for this week. And Hodgson, if he's got question marks on him, losing those three and him, that's big. And they're going to play. He's been the best player across the first oh, six weeks. Massive. And they're going to play the Sharks, who are going to make it very gritty and ugly. It's That's going to be game. physical. So yeah. if you're missing three boppers and your number nine who's leading the Daly M's, you're in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hard ass for Canberra this week, but hopefully they get those two back. Good effort by the Eels. They play Manly. Should be a cracker game. I expect this one to get real physical. Yep. Oh, yeah. Thursday night, too. Good times. And we'll get to I'd see. Love to, uh, I'd love to jump in the car and go. I might go. Is this, this is another five-day turnaround, so I look forward to seeing Thursday night. what we get out of the Parramatta Eels after a five-day turnaround. Because they mentioned Canberra's and said we don't know, but they get one this week against Manly. So yeah. let's see what happens. Uh, and then, like we said, oh, yeah, what am I on about? We've already said Canberra's playing Cronulla. Manly, speaking of them, tough, very tough against the Warriors, 34-18. to I don't know what to make of that game. Mate, I know I a lot of people... The Warriors stink and... Ma- I, I don't it's just know. effort. But the, Manly's effort was 10 times, the I've, Warriors. That's it, but I've seen the grit. And the I've Manly the were smarter, and Manly were... They won the middle. more disciplined. They, they won the middle. The Warriors are the dumbest football side I've ever watched in my life. They <laughs> are horrendously dumb. They just commit rugby league suicide every week. I will say, I watch. I don't know how he doesn't throw his walkie-talkie through the screen and just jump out head first. Poor errors, like defensive, a marlin. Defensive attitude and just oh errors. And and how often they go dumb error, dumb play, or penalty, error. and then a penalty on the back of it, and you just think, yeah, good good work. You've gone from yeah. attacking their line. To now defending your own. I know it's a lot of people had a thought about the Carter getting that in goal thing, and I agree with you. He probably did get out, but that's, you know. He got out? Yeah. I didn't think he did. I thought he grounded the ball on the line. Well, I thought Manly got away with one exactly the same, which is inconsistent okay, so for the bunker. To oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. problem. 
So the problem is not the call, it's the process. I thought it looked like the ball was in the line, but I, did, I thought he got out. But then there was one for Manly, and it didn't happen. They didn't call it out. This is the thing. They've jumped in the but last, last few year, weeks. They, last year, whenever a player even touched the ball and it was on the ground in the end goal, they were calling it ground. got dusted, but they let Manly get away with So this one was grounded on the line, and then he bounced out. I don't have a problem if they call play on there, because momentum's taking him out. Same every week. The same as if I'm outside the field of play, and my momentum takes me in. Yeah, but this is a problem. You see these every week, but they jumped in. Don't jump in. Unless you're going to jump in on everything. You need to be consistent. On the howler. That's not a the, howler. Sterling said the other week, why they come in for that one play? And it, it sounded biased because it was a Parramatta thing, but he made it's a valuable point. Don't come yeah, in. Yeah, but, but, I, I, but I thought it was a howler. I thought it was clearly the wrong call. So oh, I don't I have reckon. a problem with it. I reckon this one I do because I think... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You couldn't really conclusively say that it was or it wasn't. I thought he landed on the line. You, 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 you what, see, what did time. you think? I thought he got out. And I'm so there you go. So when, we're, when you're when running, you're running you go. Out and and no, but we're, we're both arguing the same point in that we both have a different view on it. Yeah. But yet the, the bunker jumps in. Yeah, but you see him every week where a bloke gets... The, the, the Parramatta one, we both agree it was no. the right call. But there's other ones where you see blokes do exactly what you're saying. They may hit the line just, but they're moving forward and they get out. Like, I oh, don't, you, mate, you I'm not like, disagreeing with you. I think we agree. Every week then... Our views on the calls are yeah. different, and that should tell you enough. Yeah. In the, but people should get pinned every week then if the ball bounces off the ground and gets out. I don't have a problem with Howler. Like go, oh, but Howler. He didn't intend to ground. That doesn't matter. It touched the line inside the in-goal. If you're you're saying that if you're trying to get out, every single one of them just about every time gets caught in the in-goal before they It's grounded. Out. So we've no. got to think if, he, if, if he touches that in an act of scoring a try, is it a try? When he's picking the ball up, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I don't like him jumping in for something like that. And then it makes a big thing about it, like we saw. Yeah, I, I'm it, not it's Like I said, this is why people are angry. They go, because well, it wasn't a howler. But it gives them something. They've all got ammo now. Done. They're looking at it going, well, we got robbed. I thought they were poor. And I, like I said, Manly, especially Coruscant again, he's been brilliant the last two weeks. Yeah. And exactly what we're talking about. None of this well, I thought they'd struggle with, without Cherry Evans. None of this crap. If anything, they, he, they look a little bit better. Well, he's just running the ball. Yeah. Their middle's winning, and he's doing exactly what we're saying. They're fatigued, the quick play the balls. Manly's one of the teams, I think, adjusting, even though they're having you know quite what, a I'm even watching Dylan Walker, and I'm going, he just, because Coruscant's running, just he's just doing the same thing. Well, and they don't need to complicate it. They don't. And I think with Cherry Evans on. there, Walker might have felt in the first few rounds like, well, I've got to be fancy and I've got to compliment. No, mm-hmm. mate, your strength, buddy, is to run. Run the football. Run. Got Play with it. And, and got theoretically, DCE should be good enough to steer the side around and your game should be to run. And what do we say? Like I said, you've got to fit all the best and, pieces. And he's still, he's still not a half. No. You're, not really, you're not a half. You're he running. Come, you're he running come through the junior like like as it. a six doing that, just that. Get the ball into his hands because he probably played in sides that weren't that great, especially in his South Junior days. They weren't a great side. Yeah. So they put him in the halves, just like they did with right. Jennings when we were at school, because they would go, How do we get Michael good football? Let's we'll give it to him first. Yeah. Just let him run. And he dominated doing that. He was right. scoring three, four tries a week, just running the football. It's sad. It's a blight on the game, I think, that we don't have uh, enough halves in the game for him not to play centre. I think exactly. that's more the way that I look at it. But I'm happy. Um, that- but I think. Trent Barrett and Dylan Walker have both done a good job. When you look at round one to round six, he's improved. Mitchell passed. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Matt, Matt passed. Well, playing very well. Outstanding. And 
they're, like I said, they're fast. They're one of these fast. teams that they've bought into where the game's going. Fatigue, playing straight, playing hard. They're not running block, block crap. Like Coruscant, even though four against South, was literally just legging it off every play of the ball when they got rolling because there's big blokes just scattered everywhere and they're tight. Mm. He's just playing direct. And off the back of it, he set a couple up and the weekend was no different. Yeah. They're buying into where the game's going. So, And on top of that, just impressed by their toughness. Both Trebojevic's, um, their middle, I thought they were really, really good. New okay. Zealand, Luke wasn't too bad, but yeah, there's some changes this week they've made. We'll go over them later when we have Mr. Gossip and we do the odds. And the tips, Cowboys, Penner, oh sorry, New Zealand play the Dogs this week. They're away and Manly play a power. That's a great game. Looking forward to that one. Cowboys, 23, over the Panthers, 18. Awesome game of football, awesome pace. The Pennies laid down the law early on. Threw yep. the gauntlet down. Good try off uh, a poor kick there. They went the other way through Cherry. Oh, sorry, not Cherry. It's Cartwright, who, uh, you know, passed the ball off to Martin, got it to Dallin, and then he threw another pass to Dallin early on. So um, 10-0. Next thing you know, Lachlan Coot plays both sides of the field. Absolutely outstanding. Gets involved, and it's 12-10 before halftime. Left and right edges just... They're a brilliant side to watch. Yeah. Second half, they come out again. The pace was just frantic at the ground. Like I said, great to watch live. Peter Walsh, outstanding at nine. Got Marin over the line with a nice pass there. He probably had his best game for the Panthers as well. Would you argue with me if I said that, say, Farrah goes down, putting Wallace at nine for New South Wales? The way he's played, no, no, I wouldn't. And he's played Oregon before. (laughs) As much as some people out there probably kick up a ten here, if you're telling me right now. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm obviously involved a little at Penrith. I have absolutely no inside information on this. You know, I would. I would not be surprised if Anthony Griffin says, "Segiaro, you're on the bench or you're in cup. You earn your spot back." Mate, Wallace has been. I think it's on the cards. Wallace has been close to being best player. Take out Josh Hodgson. And I, again... Who's been the be- best talker in the comp? Anyone who's listened to this, I went into retire last year. I thought he was done as a half, to be honest. Well, I think this could save his career. And he's not just doing an okay job at nine. He's been outstanding. He has he's been. just tough. He's tough And the poor prick busts like a sausage in every week. Every week. But 54 tackles and another try system. And he's crafty. And he's still got enough in his legs that nine suits him. As a half, he's probably not quick enough to take on the line anymore. But at nine, he's still got enough go to... And he's got the smarts of a half, so playing out of that half. I'm not, you know, people might say, are you kidding? Like, he's, he's only Mate, filling in. I said he should that. retire last year and I slammed him. Really? I, I, so. Yeah. That's coming from someone who told him to retire. So, you know, <laughs> if you've turned me that much, you've done something right. Yeah, he'll be back listening to us now. Pete. <laughs> it was my chair, Pete. Uh, <laughs> Boxing day. Oh, oh, what year was that? It was, oh, my, no, it was my chair, Pete. Oh. Don't try and stand over a prop. Louis and... Pete Wallace had a blue over chair. It was one chair. chair. He's like, it's my chair. I was it's like, my chair. Hey, had a tug of war and a yeah. bit of a wrestle. I was like, I'm a front row. Good times. It's my chair. <laughs> Go sit over there half. Good times. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I thought Merrin, him, had their better games. But just as they got the penalty goal, moved 18-12. Granville just wreaked havoc that last 20, 30 minutes. Him and Tamalolo, every play of the ball, he got off the back of Granville. 10, 15 metres. Got Cooper over the line. Just streaked down there again. Another couple of runs here over the next couple of sets, and they got the field goal. And yeah. then before you know, you know they had had a couple of opportunities there. Penrith to ice what, it. Uh, that was a cracker field goal. He's under pressure, Coot. Yeah, oh, it was a ripper. And he, then he sort of went to take it on his. Is he ambidextrous and he can kick with both feet? I think he's a lefty, purely a lefty. It looked like he was going to kick it with his right foot. I don't know, but it was still a ripper. No, I don't know whether he yeah. might have been faking to run and then yeah. pop back onto his left. He did well though. He did very But well. he sold me down the river. I thought, Jesus, I think he's kicked up with the opposite foot. Penrith had a chance. Uh, Seattle hit it well enough, but it was about five metres right. So, And then they iced the game right at the end there. Kyle Felton had a nice little 
look in Matty Moylan's eyes as he ran that one over and rubbed it in a little bit. But yeah. that was, again, like I said, you have to see him live. It's so slick, the backline movement. And even Justin O'Neill. At Melbourne, I was a bit 50-50 on him, but he fits in so well with the way they play their football up there. Yeah. They've completely turned him around. So full credit to him. I thought Penrith threw the kitchen sink. They deserve plenty of credit. But the Cowboys are just... Just watch them. Wherever you are, honestly, if you get an opportunity... In the second year of this side, why it's all together and they're playing like this, just go watch them play. They're a great football side. But full credit to Penrith, a couple of great performances there. They play the Roosters this week and the Cowboys are at home to the Bunnies. Sunday, this one you wanted to talk about, obviously, for that moment. Cronulla, 25-20 over your mob, the Titans. They were down 14 zip in no time, but you had a problem with the first try, obviously. The Maloney swiping over the top of the ball and then Barber went the distance. I thought it was the wrong call. I thought it was a stinker. You thought it was a knock-on? Yeah. Yeah. And that's unbiased. Like, it just pissed me off because it was my team. But if if it wasn't a knock-on, I'd be happy. If I watched it... In my honest opinion, both wearing grey and black shirts, whatever, I thought it was a knock-on. If I watched it, and I'll put it to you this way, you can't... When you say you've passed the ball, flat, it's flat. When you drag your fingers over it flat on the ground, which is what I thought he did, it's a knock-on. It's not backwards. When it's flat and you've, like... Touched on the ground. Well, that's, the ball that's a theoretically was behind him, and he dragged it forward towards the top. Well, I still, and goal I still line. thought even if you drag it flat on the ground, it's a knock on. He didn't pick it up clean, or he didn't pass it. Yeah. I have a difference between that and like swiping at the ball. So yeah. as soon as he kind of touched it, I was with him when I looked at it. It was hard, but when I looked at it, I thought, well, if your definition is literally he gets just a touch there and it stayed flat, I'm basically calling that a knock on. Yeah, because he's played at the ball, and yeah, that he got that try. They scored another one not long after. Racked it up nice and early. Neil Henry said after the game, he's got a problem with it. with the starts. As tough as you guys have been, mm-hmm. you seem to concede early and then want to fight your way back into games. Yeah. Um, even the ones they've won, they've seemed to fight their way back in. But, yeah, they, they really just... That, that hurt, but, yeah, definitely going down 14 zip didn't help their cause. You did rally back, no doubt, both your halves. Cameron Cullen, I thought, was really good on debut. He was tough. It was a hard situation. Definitely a hard place to debut. At Shark Park. Yeah, definitely. I the, thought he was good. The try he scored was a cracker. Yeah, His little legs, he was trundling. Yeah. I'm now a little bit annoyed that he didn't play in the week before. Now that you've seen him play, yeah. And he, like I said, he had the pedigree where you could have trusted him again because he's not just a guy that played 20s. Yeah. He's an under 18s Australian schoolboy. So he's had, you know, decent game experience or a rap on him to that extent and been at the Broncos. Yeah. So, you, you know, you're not bad if you're playing in the Broncos system and you've played at the highest level coming through the juniors. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't do himself any harm as far as getting a game again sometime during the year or this week. I haven't seen the lineups yet. We're going to look at them obviously soon. Yeah. If uh, Roberts isn't back, I'd be happy to see him play again. I, look, I thought he was perfectly capable of I playing first round. Uh, Roberts is back. Well, yeah, they lost Maloney. Bird got fairly loose. <laughs> Decided to go into the mission at his old club there. My only thing with this, and I had to argue with the bloke today, he said, that's a bad tackle. Ra rah, rah. And I said it again. I go, mate, we said it the other week. Tapau is the precedent. If that's only grade two out of 15 for, you know, careless, reckless, and dangerous, yeah. if his was only a grade two careless, well, I'm sorry, birds can't be much worse. Because I thought that he hit him as he was starting to pass the ball. I didn't think it was too late. If I not, thought he hit him in the head. I didn't think, he did hit him any, head. I don't think there was any intent in it. Jimmy Smith on the Sunday uh, ticket was saying, oh, he didn't hit him in the head. It was the whiplash effect. And I, I got on Twitter and said to him, mate, like, Hey, There's no head. way. And then he, he argued back, and I, d- I put a photo up and just said, look, he's hitting clearly in the head. I'm not arguing like him in the head. Like, you're watching a massive big screen. Yeah. How can't you see it? But for the charges, and some of the people out there were calling for it, they've set a precedent, like we said the other week, as far as I'm concerned. If Tapau can cock his arm and smoke a bloke after he dropped the ball, who ran four more steps to him and he was flat-footed, if that's only two of 15 on the scale, 
most head highs I'd be challenging. Yeah. And even Luke Lewis, he took the early guilty play on his shoulder, which I thought was almost a head clash, just bad technique. I'd be going to challenge that one too. Yeah. And that's all. I'd be just going in and going, well, Tapio, and you got grade, uh, grade two careless, and there's 15 levels. So every week, that's the video I'm going with. I find it hard to argue, my friend. So, yeah, Lewis is taking the other guilty play. He's missing a week, but Greg Bird's going to fight. So good on him. Good beans, Greg. Yeah. Uh, the other one, a lot of people were blowing up about the shot on Barber. I thought, at worst, he had a foot on the ground when he hit him. And at the same time, that's the whole kind of point of football is to make physical contact. So a lot of people were firing up. He didn't dive at his legs or anything like that. He just hit him in the guts. No. So I didn't have a big problem with that one. No, neither do I. But no. Yeah, they lost two players in the first half. So I will give the Sharks that. They were gritty um, to play on by losing a half and losing their back row. The tribe at Holmes scored at the end was a cracker. I thought he was gone. That, that tackle, the, the effort to make the tackle on him was a very good one, but he got that ball down. Uh, ripper effort. Absolute ripper effort, but... Yeah, again, you yeah, guys... It's a game, game we could have won. I thought that decision at the start, for me, ruined it a little bit for the first 20 minutes. It just uh, seemed to instigate a flow for the Sharks, probably for 10 or 15 minutes, where we just struggled to get them any momentum back. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was a really even game. And yeah. look, I think in the end, the Sharks deserved to win. I thought they were a little bit better. Not not, no. not only fractionally better, but I'm happy... Um, Ennis, I just, just, yeah, the start of the game left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. And it's just pretty good. Uh, Fafita is pretty good. Yeah, Fafita does one good thing and then does two stupid things for me. I, you know, you know my thoughts on him. Well, Ash Taylor again, short kicking game, scored a nice try. Um, yeah, good contribution. Well, he's there. doing well. Uh, and I thought Cullen actually helped him out. Yeah, thought he, I thought he was good the week before against the Broncos, but he just. Look, gas trying to run the side by himself, but Cullen yeah, definitely Cullen definitely helped. Complimented him, yeah. Well, they've got the Dragons this week at home, so that's a good chance again to get another win on the board. And uh, Cronulla, they play Canberra in Canberra, so a big game for them against the side, potentially missing a few players. But Newcastle versus the Tigers, uh, a bit scrappy, but I reckon I can sum this one up pretty quickly. Tigers have just got way too much happening. They yeah. wanted to play their own brand of football, but that has pushed the envelope way too much. Some of the passes didn't need to be thrown two sideways they've just got way too loose they need to find the balance between wanting to play what they see what they asked and just being stupid they're just basically playing touch football yeah done. and you give away all those errors against the side that are just grinding grafting like the <laughs> Newcastle Knights <laughs> who you know they, they don't have a flash side but you want to keep them in the game like they did uh, Corbin Sims absolutely outstanding Dan Gagai I totally Jeremy what, Smith uh, Jason Taylor said mm. in a post-match press conference they, they're not tough no, they're playing soft. They played against a team, like I said, massively undergunned realistically, but they just wanted to get in a fight with them. Yeah. And Newcastle hung in like they have against every side, basically. By that Warriors game where they rolled over a little bit, and they got their just desserts. Um, awkward moment, like Ricky said before, he had no problem with the, the Sims kicking the ball or whatever. I kind of thought it was a bit of an odd moment, to be honest. I don't not that it, Did he see the ball? I've got no idea, but yeah. it's a bit awkward to have a ball fight at your head while you're trying to catch another one. Yeah. But they blew it, pretty much. You blew it! Yeah. Uh, Tedesco, the standout as usual every week. Probably I, thought, I thought all week. I, I'm not sold on the Tigers. Nah, neither am I. And that's four losses in a row. That's why it's And now eight. Woods potentially out four to six weeks. So that's definitely going to hurt them. And who they bring up, like I said, I, don't, I really don't know. Probably be Lovett or something like that and push uh, Sue into the middle. But yeah, bit of a hard, uh, hard patch ahead. And they're going to play Melbourne off a loss. Yeah. At Leichhardt, they got a good record against us when they get to play Lewis, but if they throw the ball around willy-nilly like they did there and make as many errors, I'd expect Melbourne to do a number on them, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we really... Much like the... I'm pretty sure, similar to our record against the Dogs, it's not too good against the Tigers in recent times. No. I think we lost both games against them last year. Which yeah, is a scary yeah, thought. Yeah, they, and they were coming last. They got the wood 
um, on you a little bit. Mm. Newcastle, they play the Broncos. Um, like I said, I've got no realistic, massive expectations, but I think they'll make it a dogfight, that's for sure. Yeah. They've made things tough so far. They've got some young guys, and they're going to be up and down all year, but they're definitely putting the effort in at the moment. So good on Nathan Brown. He's obviously doing a pretty good job there, and they're buying what he's selling. Melbourne, we spoke about them. Lost to the Dogs, 18-12, Monday night. This run again, I reckon, be set up pretty easy. I thought we owned the middle of the field. We owned inside 20s. We dominated field position. I thought we won the middle. I thought we owned everything. Yeah. We just couldn't score. I agree. And the Dogs, to their credit, absolutely outstanding on their line. Uh, Parrot come up with two on Corabidi. Corabidi dropped a kick when he looked like he was in the clear. I thought Munster could have got low and didn't, and Hopwater held him up. Bromwich had a little gap on the outside of Tony Williams instead of running around him, ran into him. And Corabetti did the same thing. His Fijian instinct kicked in. He had a bit of room outside of Parrot. Instead of doing that, he ran, tried to run over the top of Parrot. <laughs> so there was a fair few. And if anything, I thought the two we shouldn't have scored, we did score. Tohu scored a ridiculously tough try and planted one. And young Tom Lapia threw a no-look NBA Isaiah Thomas special, which popped up there and he caught it himself and almost lost half his clothes in the process and scored. So... Um, yeah, and even our kicking game, I thought Smith kicked them to death. We kept trapping their own half. We just couldn't get points. Yeah. They, they saved so many. And in by, so you know, tries. he gets like the scrappy try. And, and as you see all the time, every time you build all that pressure, Warren Smith, love your work. He, after all that pressure, he's like, now you think they'll come down here and score. And literally, dog score next play. I'm like, you're killing me, Waza. He did say that to You're me. killing me. He did. You're killing me, uh, Waza. I absolutely love you, but yeah, you ruined my night, so... Uh, all I can say, I can see the positives, like Bellamy said there. We're trying to get on board with more of the ad-lib stuff. They've still got structured football, but we offloaded over 10 times. Uh, there was a few plays there I didn't mind. I thought Munster pushed a couple of passes on some of those shift play- plays we put on. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely trying to join everyone in 2016 with their attack, and we need to. We yeah. need to be more threatening than what we are. So uh, I take some positives out of it, but it did leave a sour taste in my mouth because I thought we should have won that game. Yeah. We won all, that, all aspects bar the scoreboard. Bulldogs forwards, I thought were tough even though they were outdone, but Imbai is the big one for me again. That small moment makes a massive difference in the game. After all that pressure is heaped on, to take it to the bank, you know, basically 100 metres the other way, uh, that's a pretty big play in the context of the football. And Kerrit Holland's goal kicking. You're an old yeah. goal kicker. How good's his technique? Oh, he's... Yeah, it's very he's sound and simple. Yeah, he's not trying to bash the football, no, but... Don't need to. Um, head down, couple of steps, pot. Everyone he kicked, I sat there and go, I'll back him in again. Yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. It's clean as he's you He's got good rhythm, yeah. Really, really good. Uh, well, that wraps us up for the Fast Five. Thank you for your questions and our reviews of the games from the weekend. Next, we'll be joined by Mr. Gossip, and we'll give you all the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He's back, the master of disaster, for another week. Mr. Gossip, we had a bit of a mishap last week. Everybody had work and bits and pieces, and I got called out. It was just drama. Drama, drama, drama. But we're oh, back so he wasn't on last week? No, nah, things went haywire last disaster. week. Me and you had to record a day early, and then I got called out, and then I was ringing old Goss, went on my way home. It was a bit too late. Yeah, they had to play table tennis, didn't they? You had some important table tennis table to go to. Yeah, had to, <laughs> had, had to win a tournament at work. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wish. Oh, mate, we're doing pretty good. How are you doing? Mate, I tell you what, life as a Panther fan, can it get any tougher? Oh, mate, they busted their ass again. I went to that game. It was a cracker to watch live, but 
yeah, just, again, not getting the result, unfortunately. But if there's anyone, we've said this before, whose position on the ladder does not reflect how well they've played so far, it's definitely the pennies. Yeah. Yeah, like every game going to the 75th, 79th minute, 80th minute. So, mate, Tiggy's not doing too well. Ah, mate, they are right there again. But Cowboys, just a quality outfit, they found a way to pull it from the fire. Um, Yeah, this week they play the Roosters, your mob, so... See what they can do this week. Um, you know, the only probably the only game that left you disappointed, I guess, as a fan, was the Dragons result. Yeah, that was that was an ordinary game, but uh, the Dragons uh, their last win actually wasn't the last time they've actually scored a point. I think. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're having a hard run of yeah. things, that's for sure. Because they're rubbish. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, mate, what's uh, what's cooking? Is there much going on? Yeah, we've got a few things going on, guys, and I guess one of the biggest stories is this um, alleged rash that's in the Bronco camp that's uh, yes, giving the media. A few things, but um, without mentioning too many names, I think we all know that uh, Matt Gillette has been sort of fingered in, <laughs> in that rumour. Um, yeah, Steady. Careful. <laughs> but look, I, I can tell tell you that Matt Gillette, he's probably been, uh, he's been interviewed by every sundry at the moment and has denied everything, but there is three clubs chasing Matt Gillette. Uh, one of them definitely is the Dragons. Well, yeah. if, he, if he had any brains, he wouldn't be going there. No. That's uh, that's the last place. The other one I heard, I don't know if you can confirm, is the Sharks. That's the one I'd be more interested in if I was not going to be staying with Brisbane. Yeah, that would be one of the three, I would think. I don't know who the third one is, but um, the Dragons seem to be the stronger one of the three. Mm. Well, if you're looking at your situation, if let's put it this way. If the Broncos are putting 500 on the table and someone like the Sharks is offering seven, 800, and the money's too good, and that's your two clubs, you're going to Cronulla, for sure. You're going to play with Maloney... Yeah. Towns and a half-decent forward pack and a good back line. I wouldn't be leaving Brisbane. Yeah, but if, let's put it down. If the money is just way too good, they yeah, can't what's come... What's way too good? Like, way... 300000 extra a year over three or four years. Yeah, but if you're already on, how much are you going to get to Brisbane? Five fifty something like that? No, it depends. But I'm just saying, if it's astronomical and they're the two clubs, you're not going to St. George. Yeah, I'd just go to stay at Brisbane. Yeah, well, it depends yeah. on the money. Yeah, it depends on him as well. It depends on what he wants to do. Whether if he wants to I'm pretty win sure. competitions or whether he wants to play at the Sharks and never win a competition. Well, let's throw it out there right now. I'm pretty sure he's 27, 28. So if this is his big deal, like the three or four year deal that's going to set him up, and the difference is almost a million dollars over the contract, and Brisbane can't come close, if that's all I'm saying, you tell me. They're the two clubs. I wouldn't go. Shark, yeah, but Sharks or Dragons, you don't have a choice. Oh, Sharks. It's easy. Yeah, sharks. And if they're getting rid of, say, Gallon, Lewis, and you're going to be going in playing with Bird, Graham, Maloney, but Townsend... But I mean, when you're looking at... And my argument is that if you're looking at Brisbane to Cronulla, Brisbane yeah. win comps. That's fine. Cronulla are yet to win one. But so. if he's taken under the last two times, which I'm sure he has, and this is payday, if they're your two options, I know where I'm going. Yeah. Good chance. Yep. Yeah. All right, lads, about round two or round three, I think I mentioned to you about uh, Conrad Hurrell. Uh, in talks with the Titans. Now, that was obviously mainly due to uh, Conrad being left out of the side. Now, he's, he's getting a run now, but talk us going on with the Titans. Um, the Warriors are doing everything they can to mend the relationship between Conrad and the coach. But, uh, yeah, could, could be needed at the, war- at, uh, the Titans. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon, Louis? Would you take him? Uh, defensively, I wouldn't. Uh, in attack, I think he's a positive when he's on, but the up and down, and the fact is he is a character, that's all well and good, but I think he still plays that up too much. So if he was going there, if he doesn't get along with Fadden, I don't know if he'd get along with Neil Henry. I think, I'm not saying Neil Henry's an absolute hard-ass, but I think he'd be kind of similar of attitude that he probably plays a little bit too much. 
Yeah. On his day, though, he's an absolute weapon, but it's just how often his day is. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, it depends what you I guess. Get. Who have we got there in the centres at the moment? The centres aren't doing it. Nene McDonald and. I think Nene's a solid player, and Johnny Olive's only a baby. He's so. going well. I, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him there as a Titans fan. I know a lot would, but I'm happy with the with the side we've got at the moment. I think you can do better on the open market yeah, for less him. too, because they're also He's talking. Not, like, you can't even get a run at the Warriors, and they stink. Yeah, but I'm thinking oh, that character thing. That's my whole thing. I, I get the feeling that if he is too much of a clown, and then what's he going to do? Come over and get homesick, and yeah, nah, leave yeah, him out of that. Nah, and yeah. I think they yeah, want. He's a household name for all the wrong reasons, isn't he? Correct. Yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure the way it was explained while they were talking is they want you to pick the contract up, so you're picking up a three year deal. You're not just nah, picking him up. Leave me alone. So you're not just getting a short term taste. <laughs> Here's a, here's a flaming bag of shit. You want it? <laughs> you're taking you're, you're taking it all. You're like really rolling the dice. So yeah, no. I think culture wise, right now you don't need a clown or you don't need a risk. They're, yeah. re, they're rebuilding. You need safe. Correct. So yeah, I probably wouldn't be going for him. Not not the way that he has been going. That's for sure. No, agreed. All right, boys. I have got one uh, bit of rumour this, this afternoon. I got a lot of emails about this one. That's in regards to Young Sherrington from the Tigers, a young hooker. It looks like he could be headed to Penrith. Almost immediately. Brilliant. Love work. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I watched him play a couple on the weekend. Their team was awful. Um, they have been, They were last year as well. But, again, the one shining light I saw, anytime there was a quick play of the ball, anytime there was an opportunity, it was Monai Charrington. So, uh, yeah. He was, the, he was the standout for me on the weekend, watching that cup side. But I know they've got concerns over, or the, the Tigers have got concerns over his defence in the middle. They haven't even given a bloody real crack to play it. So how are they going to find out? No, I agree. But they also gave him a three-year deal, and this whole situation is much. This whole situation is, is the board. Justin Pascoe yeah. said you got to keep Farrah. Yeah, and they got Ballon, and they've got him, and they've got Little. There's too and much going on. Matt Ballon was the well. Hang on, Robbie. We're not going to keep you here. Yeah, we're getting Matt Ballon to replace you. So he's been logged. So yeah, he's, he's Manoa, if, if Penrith can get Manoa Cherrington, then. Why not? All power to him. And again, we're looking at the bargaining situation. Keithy, you probably, you know, you're more attached to the Panthers than us, and I don't know whether you agree or not. Seguiara had one ridiculously good year, but then you hear he had problems with Cleary, he had problems already with Griffin, and then his form and injury over the last two years since, depending on what he's asking. Uh, you know, I'd like the bloke, but I don't know if he'd be parting with too much coin if he come to the table asking for too much. And, mm. I mean, if you get yeah, Charrington I'm- on the cheap, you know... Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Seguiara had that really good year at Penrith, and it was off the bench too. I don't think he was starting um, a starting hooker that year. I think he was um, off the bench as Kevin Kingston there, and that's when he really made his impact, Seguiara. But, yeah, look, he's not re-signed by Penrith either. Um, at the moment, as you know, we've got Wallace there. He's a makeshift nine. He's playing good, but he's getting old, old Wallace. So Penrith definitely need a hooker, and, and why not get a young kid like Sherrington? And that's exactly it. If you were happy with the role that Wallace is doing and then you wanted to split minutes with Charrington, which are minutes he can't even get at the Tigers, he's getting 15, 10, and slowly let him work into it, while you've got a safe option. Um, If Seguiaro comes asking for way too much coin, I don't think Penrith will bow down, not with uh, the situation being one really good year and then fighting with two coaches and uh, and injuries, etc. I reckon he's a fantastic player on his day, but yeah. Price is going to be a big factor, I think, in him staying at Penrith. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. Charrington's yeah. definitely not a bad option if you're looking at a bloody young kid. Along with Catalban there, you could try and grow and see which ones you're in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of young talent, Brooksy from the West Tigers as well. Uh, there's been a lot of rumours about where he's going to go. But Desi has been on the phone to young Brooksy trying to get him over to the Dogs in 2017. That would be a big coup for the Bulldogs, but uh, would be sad to see uh, all these young Tigers break up. 
Yeah, I'd love to see them all stay together, but the, the money that's been spoke about, the situation at their club, I don't think it's possible. And just throwing it out there, if you're a Bulldogs fan, watching Reynolds every week just absolutely kills me. I think him and Mbai wouldn't be a bad pairing together, to be honest, Brooks and Mbai. But Reynolds is the odd man out if that's happening. I, I watched uh, Brooks on the weekend. I thought he went to water a little bit. I'm with you, but I just think if he went to a side that was more consistent with a big forward pack and a platform, considering that I just think the Tigers are way too up and down and it hasn't really helped him or my... I think Moses is outplaying him, to be honest. Right, at the look, for me, like even when we we're talking about Marshall, I, I'd pay Marshall, I'd buy Marshall before I'd buy Brooks. Wow. Based on what I've seen, I, I don't rate... Not for the money that Marshall's asking. No, about. well, if, you, if you're telling me that they're on the same money, like move money aside, I'd take Marshall over Brooks. That's a big call. I wouldn't. But I look, watch him closely on the weekend. He, oh, I'm with you. I he shit like, himself against I, Newcastle. I think Moses, like I said, has uh, excelled this year and has taken things like He's a bit loose. I think Moses, to me, looks arrogant. Like, he looks like he's he's like, I am a first grader. Brooks, to me, still looks like he doesn't know whether he is a first grader. Mm, I think he's a bit hesitant, but I still think you put him in that. If you switch sides right now, I think he looks a lot better. Let's put it that way. You put that pack around him, another half, and a better situation. I think Brooks is Look, a sturdy. My seven. argument would then be, I'm not paying him any more than probably 400. Well, they've got the difference is that the Bulldogs at the third parties to probably put most of it off the caps. I so. wouldn't pay him any more than 400. Well, if you're willing to pay Benji more than him, no, well, I, I, Benji, I wouldn't pay. I'd probably pay the most. I'd pay Benji is 400. Well, nah, right. I think 300 unders. 400, I'd pay Benji. Well, but no more. Well, no surprise to see Hasler snoop around somebody every year. They're connected to just about every half in the comp. Yeah. All right, the Melbourne Storm. If you're a Melbourne Storm fan, um, you probably agree that you probably need a few outside backs. And it looks like oh. Dan Nielsen could be going back to the Who? Storm. Dan Nielsen. Oh, no. Yeah, blighting strippers. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> Mate, better, better the devil you know. And what happened? He's another one of the Melbourne guys that took the money and run, and look what happened. Yeah. He ended up in a strip club. He bit her on the arse cheek, and the next minute he was playing second div for Bradford. <laughs> Good times. Oh, well. Hey, he played Origin for Melbourne. As much as people want to laugh, I wasn't a big fan, but he was a shut. Watch the 2012 Grand Final and look at the shutdown job he did. He made that many decent tackles. So oh. uh, I heard we reached out to him and Wong. I'd be happy for either of them to come back. They, yeah. they, they know the back. system. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen him play for the Bears this year, but better the devil you know. You're a coach. You should know that. Yeah, look, well, they're struggling for outside backs. 100%. So yeah. we keep putting Taylor there, the poor bastard. Yeah. I don't know, mate. I've, Jesus. We'll give him a... You, you're not winning a comp with Dane Nielsen. Cheese and like. Vegemite sandwich and a can of Coke, and you can come play centre for us. Wow. Wow. What do no, you reckon, Gossip? Would you, would you, would you want him to play for... I've the job of being the, the Dragon CEO. Um... You got the same money. Who do you pick, Benji Marshall or Luke Carey? Because that's what the dragon are going for at the moment. Which one do you go for? Carey. Yeah, easily. He's like the younger bloke. Carey, yeah. younger. Um, and money was. I'd, more I'd certainly pay Carey more than I'd pay Brooks. There's more upside, so basically. We're going to compare halves on the market. Yeah, if you're looking at it, there's just more upside. If uh, you're looking Keery's at Carey's been just shat on its house. Oh, big time. Shut up, <laughs> yeah. really? It's a bit hard to be confident when you've had the off-season debacle and then his own teammates weren't even willing to back him up. In particular, they sat, Sam, his interview when he's like, oh, we're fine, I'm like, nah. The tone in your voice and the look on your face right now, you backed down as well. You didn't back him. Yeah. You've all just let him, you know, they've just all just turned on him or they're just looking going, oh, we don't want to piss Rusty off, basically, because he pays our bills. So yeah. 
Poor old Luke. He's out in the cold without a poncho while everyone else is inside in the heater, just hugging Shane and Rusty. Yeah. Rusty. And Madge, I tell you what, I'm going to throw it out there. If he doesn't get sacked, I reckon he quits. He's getting a bit frustrated, old Madge. I don't reckon he's too happy. I don't think the Dragons can afford the punting, to be honest. I think Madge is caught between a rock and a hard place right now. Big time. Yeah. Well, there you go. Because of the Dragons. <laughs> Good times. That everything, goes. That's it, sweetheart. All right. Well, on to the tips, and we'll give you the odds also brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Move out of the Stone Age. Don't have to ring up live and pronounce awkward names anymore or be embarrassed or feel like a deviant like I do when you want to bet live. You can did do you it on your phone. Have, did you say Stone Hill. Age or Stone Age? No, get out of the Stone Age. Oh. <laughs> the Stone Age. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Stone Age. Get out of the Stone Age. Uh, Change your underpants. What's, what, what's on your own mind, son? Mate, you've just ruined me promo there. Sorry, William Hill. It's Brock's fault. That's all right. It's all Brock's fault. All right. First, I donated plenty back on the weekend, William Hill, so you can you can shush. Yeah, well, he's he's done all right this week. Uh, Keefe, 26. I'm on 28. Brock, 32. He's, he's eclipsed just again. He's skipped away. I'm on 36 in the ANZ members comp. I'm on top. He's coming first. It's getting ugly very early. I'm so, just... I, I wish I was tipping the same on the pod. Sorry, fans out there that follow my tips. It's back to me and you. I've done you four times. It's back to me and you gossip like last year. Forget him. Until either, <laughs> until one of us catches up with him, we'll just have our own tipping comp again. I'm always bringing up the rear. Yeah, always. He loves it. All right. Kicking things off. always the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Kicking things off this week, Thursday night, it is Manly versus the Eels. Both of these teams unchanged, 1-17 to through. Uh, short turnaround for Parramatta, but I'm willing to back them to get the job done here. I really like the toughness of Manly, and it is at Brookvale, but I will back Parramatta. Eels. Yep, that's it. Nothing else. That's it. That's all I've got. That's got the click. I'm going to go to the Eels as well, but that rookie, it should be an absolute beauty. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Almost better the weekend, the Eels. Yeah, well, you're pretty confident about that one. Brock's showing it. That's his better of the week. Manly. Hey, I, I didn't say it was. Mate, come on. You keep, one of the bets of the you week. You keep cutting me off here during the William Hill Sorry. stuff. This is very important. Sorry. Right? They love this stuff. <laughs> Manly. $2 with WilliamHill.com, $1.82 for the Parramatta Eels. Minus one and a half is the line. This game started picking $1.90 yesterday. I think that's a true reflection of this one. I think one to 12 is the market you're looking for here. Three sixty-five for Manly, three forty-five for the Parramatta I think Parramatta, 13 plus, well, $3.50. That's getting heavy. Thank you. He's throwing it out there, but Friday... The Cowboys play the hapless South Sydney Rabbitohs, and my God, they better turn up with an attitude because otherwise they're going to get an absolute lapping in Townsville. Uh, this one, a bit like yours, I'm just going to say the Cowboys. Well, they've smashed... Who they've smashed there the last two times? Roosters and then... Yep. Who they lapped Dragons? To nil. Both to nil, wasn't it? The attitude so. I've seen, even with Adam Reynolds coming back into this side, uh, it doesn't change my opinion. You'd say you're better of the week. This is my better of the week. Yeah, I reckon well, the Cowboys later. Throw them in together. Knockdown. I'm happy with that. I'm tipping the Cowboys. 1-17 to 17 with Patrick Cafusi as an 18th man. Reynolds returns here. Cody Walker, the unlucky one. And David Tyrrell has returned. So, uh, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, pretty easy one for me too. Boys, Cowboys. We're plenty. Boom. Well, 13 plus on that one. Look at the market. $2.10, but head to head with William Hill. $1.28 about the Cowboys. Three seventy for South. Minus 10.5 is the line there. If you think South can grind out a 1 to 12, 5.25, or 12.5 start for multi value, is $1.68. Super Saturday kicks off your mob. The Titans 
against the hapless 62-0 Dragons looking to see if he can make the third leg of the multi here and keep him to zilch. They're not hapless, but I think we'll win. They're pretty poor in attack. They're both bottom eight teams. So, Well, I mean, who knows? The, the Titans, if they can put together 80... Uh, and our home record is not too bad. I think we're playing decent footy at home for once. I think you're playing good. decent football in general. Uh, look, I'm going to tip the Titans, but it's a 50-50 game, I think. Well, unchanged 18th man is Eddie Pettiborn. On the other side of things, Benji Marshall comes back. Jake Marketo is uh, out of the side. Khalifa Fight Law finally gets to play first grade again. Peter Mataudia gets the punt, and Saliva Harvey joins the bench for Crone is the 18th man. I'm going the Titans as well, and I've got plenty of confidence at home and just from what I've seen so far. So, uh, you know, I just think they can score more points. As Laurie would say, the team that scores the most points will win this game. Yeah. <laughs> and he's coaching our yeah. <laughs> uh, New South Wales, brilliant. Keefe, what do you reckon? Mate, I am going to go the Dragons. <laughs> yeah. The Dragons. I know, I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. I'll- Oh, Bounce back. Think, yeah, he loves these. Titans, they're, gonna, they're getting the Dragons at the worst possible time, probably in the club's history. They're absolutely copping at the Dragons. If you're, if you're right, turn your phone off at about 4.30. Ooh. <laughs> he'll, be drunk, he'll be drunk by then too, that's, trust me. That's the jinx he of the will. season. I've, I've, had, a, I've had plenty of drunk texts from Brock over the years. Yes, I understand. I'll, I'll be hiding the phone. Yeah, he got pretty... I think, I think the Dragons are getting this one, boys. You need to uh, produce some evidence, boys. He got pretty animated. Oh, mate, some of the stuff we could screenshot. You got pretty animated on Friday. Don't yes. let me let him down. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Just before I went to work, he lost the plot. I was like, oh, he's lost. I didn't lose the plot. I'm just always honest. <laughs> Look, you're starting to sound. You're both starting to sound like my partner. Mate, we're, we're both. We're going to stage. Oh. We're going to stage an intervention for you. But we thought we might wait. An intervention. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you an intervention. My fist in your face. See, there it is, people. <laughs> now you know what we're dealing with. He's yeah. a hostile man. Yeah. Mate, we might read out the text in the adults only show. That's yeah, right. one day, one day we'll get the adults only <laughs> cranking. The Titans, a dollar sixty-five favourite with William Hill. They haven't been given favouritism very often, so so we should be. The Titans have scored a point in eight weeks. Exactly, looking to see if they can fulfil the three leg of the Queensland multi up there. Two twenty-five about the Dragons minus three and a half is the line. I like the one to twelve market on the Gold Coast here. Three dollars fifteen for the Dragons. One to twelve, three ninety-five. But second game. Dogs versus the Warriors. It's over here. No, it's over there. Oh, it's over there. So they take it all. Some have they taken the game yeah, over there? They, they have too. Fools. Wellington. They always do. Penrith doing that as well. A couple of weeks ago. No, no, fools. I'm not a big fan. Well, I'm tipping the Warriors. As crazy as that sounds. What? Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I I can't. These are the two teams to me. I can't work out. Yeah. Exactly. I can't work out the dogs because they laid an egg on Monday night at Belmore. Yeah. Then they go to Melbourne and win. And now they're going to travel and on a get... short turnaround to play the Warriors, who stink. And that's why I'm doing it. Short Look, turnaround. I'm, I'm going to take the Bulldogs just because I think defensively they'll frustrate the shit out of the Warriors, and the Warriors will just do dumb stuff like the Warriors do, and they'll probably throw the game away. Well, I'm but stupid. they do because they're dumb. I'm stupid, so I'm backing them. And Tui Lola here has uh, finally been moved in the halves. I Robson. can't believe I put the Warriors in my eight. Yep, I did idiot, too. mate. Just hold on, all right? <laughs> Bodine Thompson comes back into the starting side. Lola here finally in the halves. A lot of calls for that. Uh, on the Bulldog side of things, just Lloyd Perrett. That's it. He's uh, added as the 18th man. Goss, what's doing? What do you reckon? 
Yeah, I'm going to go the dogs. Desi Hazard got a oh, terrific yeah. record against the Warriors. He'll outcoach the Warriors, I think. <laughs> well, that's not hard. That's not hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what about this with William Hill? It's a picking game. It's only 91 apiece. Oh, value. They're as confused as what we are, so... Uh, one to twelve for both sides. There's no line here, but three fifty, thirteen plus both sides, three eighty, twelve and a half start, dollar sixteen, not worthwhile. But come on, the Warriors! Yeah, good on you. No bro. idea, but I'm just going to back them over there. You're right. a fool. Backing them in. I've been away grafting. <laughs> Short turnaround. <laughs> I'm getting on board, uh, and we wrap things up. <laughs> what? I can't believe you've just hit the Warriors. Yeah, I did. Based on what? Confidence. Oh, <laughs> confidence. That'll do me. Why don't you tip the Knights in this game? Why? Because last week when I come home late at night and I did the odds on my own, I basically spent three minutes oh. almost crying in his microphone going, I should tip the Roosters, but I can't do it. They're going to win and I'm going to be disappointed. And I was right. So this week I'm not going to deny that feeling. I'm going to let it out. I because in the A&Z comp I did tip the Roosters. So I'm, I'm letting it out. out. I'm so letting it all out. Myself. I bet you they'll win. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not holding it in. I'm letting it out this week. The Broncos versus Newcastle at Suncorp. That wraps up your Super Saturday. The Broncos unchanged. Sianni Mitaldi comes back. Feeney out. Newcastle's tough, but the Broncos are better, and it's up there. So Broncos, Broncos. boom, Broncos, yeah. Broncos, Broncos. Still loving uh, the toughness. They'll they probably stink it up. The Broncos. They are. They'll just grind it out again. Two. <laughs> Love and life. But they're a dollar thirteen with William Hill. Six dollars about Newcastle minus sixteen and a half is a line that's quite hefty. Uh, Twelve and a half starting a multi. Two thirty. If you think Newcastle can make it ugly, but. Yeah, we're all clean sweep there. Sunday, Canberra versus the Sharkies down there at Jarrow Stadium. Hodgson in doubt, uh, and Big Paul Vaughan, he's also in doubt as well. They lost Solio, they've lost Lammer, so potentially three of their four front row rotation, and no, Josh Hodgson, who's leading the Dally M, yet to be seen. Uh, on the flip side of things, Luke Lewis, he took the week, so Bakuya comes in, no big loss there. Uh, for me, with those injury clouds hanging and the front row rotation hurting a bit, I'm going to back the Sharkies. To get down there and get down and dirty. Agree, son. Agree. Yeah, I've got to go to the Sharks as well. I feel sorry for the Raiders every year. They just start to look good in an injury or they just they, they uh, drop their lollies. It's, uh, they're a strange old club, the Raiders. Yeah, well, play those few games out their halves and then they've lost a couple of their forwards that were making a big difference. Uh, it's just been one for the other at the that's moment. That's a very hard game to pick. Oh, it's a massively hard game to pick, especially if Vaughan and Hodgson do play, but. Uh, yeah, you get that feeling. If you got no Soliola, Lima, or Vaughn in, three or four gone, if that hurts. And Hodgson being on an injury. But grab. if they're all in, I'd probably lean towards the Raiders. Mm. I'm still going to go the Sharkies. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, clean sweep here for us. And with William Hill, Canberra, the favourites, dollar seventy. Sharkies, 2.15. I think I'm going to be getting on that. Give me a piece. Of course you will. Yeah, minus two is the line. Uh, one to 12, I like the Sharkies. $3.70 if you like the Raiders that way. Three thirty-five. The other game on Sunday, it is the Tigers back to Leichhardt, I'm pretty sure, this one. They, is, huh? they love beating us there, which really makes me angry, against the Melbourne Storm, who just couldn't get over the bloody white line last night. Yeah, that's the Tigers are getting the Storm at the worst possible time, I think. Well, I bloody hope so, because we said that last week, and we uh, barely beat Newcastle. I think this so might be a bloodbath. I want anger. I want an absolute explosion. I want an outpouring of points. I think the Storm will win. Yeah, well, I'm on the Storm, and they've gone 1-17 to 17 unchanged. On the flip side, Aaron Woods is out. They've named three potential people to come in there. Jack Buchanan, Joel Edwards, Michael Cheekham. Like I said, I, I called the Tigers New South Wales Cup side last week. There was no one really that impressive, so uh, hurting. But Ava Simonafanai, he starts in the front row for Woods and Lovett, as you've said, and Edwards there. Those couple of blokes looking to fill that role. So I'm on the Storm as well. 
Yeah, Woods is a massive loss, isn't he? Uh, you've got to go to the storm. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a close one, though. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. We can't say it. There's a few teams the last few years we've just battled with, and uh, the odds kind of reflect that with William Hill at $1.65 with the storm, two twenty five. West's only minus three and a half being that line, so wait to see what happens. One to twelve Melbourne, three fifteen, one to twelve the Tigers, three ninety-five. But the last game of the round, it's East versus West. It's the Chookies versus the Penrith Panthers. They got off the duck last week. The Roosters look pretty good. Uh Dylan Napa, just a one man wrecking crew, and the Penny Panthers, like we said, the position on the ladder does not reflect how well they've played. Mitchell Fry comes in for Tokiaho, who's out for four to six weeks with a medial injury. Penrith, they've just extended their bench. Elijah Taylor, Tyron Peachy, 19 and 20. So interesting to see what happens there. I'm doing it again. As crazy it seems and as good as the Panthers have been, I'm going to back the Roosters. Yeah, I'm back on Penrith. <laughs> I'm going to back the Panthers, boys. But, geez, I'd love to see uh, Taylor and Peachy both uh, come off the bench. I, for the life of me, can't understand why Griffin keeps, keeps them out. But they could be the difference in the close game, I think, especially... Uh, Taylor could tighten up the middle and, and peachy with his second phase. So, I thought, um, uh, if they don't, don't play, it's disappointing. I thought Fisher Harris was very good on Saturday night. He yeah. was good. I think I would rather peachy, though, off the bench. I'm a big fan of peachy and Taylor, but yeah, Griffin's obviously got a few blokes there he's picked out that, I don't know, don't fit in or something in the well, preseason. Go, go to the team list. Who comes out? Who would you, who would you drop? Oh, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Well, the one that glares for me, and I don't know if a lot of Panther fans agree, I think Yo is solid, but I just don't think he's, you know... He, he, he turned me on Saturday night. I thought Yo was very, very good on Saturday night. I think he's been safe, but, yeah, I don't see anything really so outstanding. So would you, how would you, well, how would you uh, change your side? I'd rather Peachy probably playing back row. Then Yo? Yeah, that's just me. Okay. The bench I've got no problem with. I like Latu, I so like Latimore, I like Matungi. Would you roll Taylor in? Taylor's probably the odd one at the moment because they've got Merrin playing there and I think McKendry, who I thought we struggled the last few years, has been playing good football. So yeah. Yeah. Taylor's probably the odd one. He's been fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, you'd have to you'd have to take Fisher Harris out, put Taylor in, and take Yo out and put Peach in. Yeah, that's if you want to bench Yo. I'd probably wouldn't have Yo on my side at all, to be honest. No, I don't think no, it's no, no, like saying take Yo out completely. Yeah, and put Peach start in. Peachy and take Harris off the bench and put Taylor in. That's if you wanted uh, Taylor. I, I wouldn't. I'd leave Fisher Harris. Yeah, it's, oh, it's difficult. It's and, difficult. you know, that's why you've seen Chris Smith just leave the club. That's another one of these guys caught in that mix. Uh, yeah. Um, he's a guy who has potential to play in the middle or on an edge, so they're, they're fairly well loaded. And they're, I watched their 20s dominate again on the weekend, so there's more coming through again. Yeah. They're building an absolute... They've still uh, got, like, Harawira Nadia, who hasn't had a first-grade debut yet, but he'll be knocking on the door. Tyron May, like we said, is a fantastic Timo, football. Yeah. Lots of guys uh, really knocking the door down there. But the odds for this one, the Roosters, $2.15. Panthers a dollar seventy minus two and a half is the line. Uh, three eighty five Roosters one to twelve one to twelve Panthers three twenty five. But that wraps up the tips there. So Goss, you're the only one who went the Dragons. I went the Warriors out on a limb on my own, and I've gone the Roosters at my own. So yeah, you're a feel good and a waste of time. Putting them on the table, let it ride. Good. <laughs> if they get a hit with a hammer, it's going to hurt. But you know what? Why not? Let yeah, it ride. Let it ride. Thanks for coming on, Goss. Have a good week, Charp, and hopefully the Panthers can get the W for you. 
Oh, I just hope it doesn't go down to the age limit again. I just can't take it anymore. So, yeah, kick away, boys. Kick away. Turn, yeah, you, turn your phone off at 4.30 for Dragons. <laughs> <or> <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, go you, Dragons. I don't think I've ever said that before. Oh, oh you, wow. You're in a disgrace. <laughs> We're going to replace you with a lurker or someone else and keep this Dragon stuff talk up. <laughs> don't you ever know? <laughs> <laughs> the lurker. I don't even know that bloke is. <laughs> if you're going to start supporting a team that's lost 62-0 on the Queensland trip, wow. Oh. You hurt me. I think I, gro- I think I drove past the lurker at Kingswood Station. <laughs> my home guy. There's a few lurkers at Kingswood oh, Station. Oh, big time. <laughs> oh, wow. Excellent. He wasn't setting up against the wall, was he? Yeah, probably. Oh, mate, there's a few of them. Don't worry about that. Oh. See Beautiful. you, Sharp. All right, thanks, guys. See you, mate. Big thanks to Mr. Gossip for coming on this week and to WilliamHill.com for providing all the odds for our tips there. Make sure if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, you do it with WilliamHill.com. Join us in 2016, not in the Stone Age with the tabs where you have to ring up to bet live and be embarrassed. You can do it on your phone with the William Hill Why would you be embarrassed? Well, ringing up because you just feel like a deviant, I do. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I need to have a dad. I'll laugh when I ring up during a game and I'm like, oh, I need to have a hundred or something. Yeah. <sighs> just feel dirty. On my phone, I don't get judged. I'm just sitting on the couch, eating a bag of potato chips, watching the football. Good on you, pal. Good beans. Uh, but big thanks also goes to Kaizen Sports Performance. I believe, box out, as we've said before, you'll be coaching this Rugby League Academy. The, uh, Rugby League Academy, yeah. Yeah. West starts on May 2. Good times. So, Kaizen Sports Performance is providing a 10-week rugby league skill-based academy for players aged 12 to 17 in the Western Sydney District. Running on Monday nights, Kaizen understands that all athletes physically develop differently, although in order to progress to higher levels in rugby league, there needs to be a strong foundation of skill. That's where they've got my main man, Boxhead, over here. You reckon? Coach extraordinaire. Players will be exposed to a number of high-performance coaches to coach the highest level of skill development. The Kaizen 10-Week Academy is the perfect program for aspiring players to learn from the best, to be the best they can be. For inquiries, go with kaizensports.com.au or check them out on their Facebook page, Kaizen Sports Performance. Glowing endorsement from you, Boxhead. Yeah, the Kaizen I'm boys. forward to it. It's starting to, uh, the wheels are starting to turn. We're starting to... Get all the programs and uh, the logistics on that finalised. It'll be it's something different for me, definitely. Um, but it's sort of the first of its kind uh, out west, so I'm looking forward to it. Good times. And then we've got the rugby league coach menu. Are you writing anything for them anytime soon? Yeah, I've had one just come out. So it came out in the April edition. So if you've subscribed to that, you would have got that in your email last week. So um, yeah, RLCM. RLCM, make sure you get on there. Rugby League coaching manual, absolutely outstanding. Not just for anyone, uh, sorry, not just for the elite coaches or junior coaches. There's something there for everyone. Make sure you join as a foundation member. Get yourself a 30-day free trial on the website and the webinars. There's some great stuff on there, isn't there? There's uh, my old coach, David Hamilton. I watched one of his old videos there and different level of skill in the room. And like you said, there's something from anywhere from under sixes all the way through to, you know, NRL high performance. Absolutely. So yeah, plenty on there. Good times. But last bit, charity bet. What are we doing? Well, we both like Cronulla. Cronulla have let us down back in there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that was a, a pretty tough game, I, I think, reasonably. looking yeah, uh, Parramatta. Well, why don't we just pick a leg each then? Yeah, all right, I'll go to the Eels. So you want Parramatta? Yeah. At $1.82? Yeah. 
Uh, and I, yeah, I like Cronulla at 2.15 with a, you know, Canberra missing a couple of blokes or things There's potentially. No Does that give us some? Go I'm not logged in, so. Slip. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, that, there it is. That really yeah, good times. 391. So we'll get 291 back. Good times. Well, there you go. The result? All done and dusted. Fast five. Answered all your questions, reviewed all the games, did our tips, and got the gossip from Mr. Gossip. Uh, all the odds brought to you by WilliamHell.com. Make sure. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sports with William Hill, our charity bet for the week, if you want to have a crack on that one, $3.91. It's Parramatta into the Sharks in a multi to win. Thank you to Kaizen Sports Performance. Thank you to Rugby League Coaching Manual. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.